Hello, welcome back to the Miss Arsenal podcast for another podcast. A bit of a different one, really. It's not something I've, I've personally not seen before, especially on the YouTube side of things. For, um, basically, we're going to go into go as far back as 1971 season, the, 70s, uh, the double winning side of that, come forward all, all the way to the most recent title winners, and sort of go through who we think are the best or the best out of the title winners we go through tonight. And sort of yeah, analyze them them years as well, and have a bit of a bit of a throwback, bit of put a smile on our faces after seventeen years of no title, nearly. <laughs> but yeah, um, as you can see, I'm joined by Richard, Andrew, and Melvin. How are you doing, guys? Well, thank you. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's Melvin's birthday. So everyone in the comments do send the comments of happy birthday to Melvin as well. Twenty-one again. Yeah, 21 again, and as it's his birthday, there's no full Melvin today, no matter what. Time's three and a bit more. <laughs> very, very annoying that there's lockdown and we can't give you the bumps, Melvin. Yeah. Very annoying you can't give me any presents either. <laughs> 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 I'm making that with it in my thingy. <laughs> but yeah, this is going back into the... Uh, Weldy's in the, pod, in the uh, chat as well, saying hello. Big up, big up to Weldy as well. Um, yeah. Martin is on his way. Another guest of ours is on his way. He has got the link. He's just, as soon as he hits back at the backstage, as I always do, then one's late. I put him straight into the stream, introduce him, and go from there. But yeah, let's go, let's go all the way back to 1971. Well before I was born, anyway. But yeah, the 1971 team. The, the first of our three double winning teams. And look who's there. Mr. Mr. George Graham himself. Mm. <laughs> Underneath the ribbons. Frank George and, then, and Charlie. And Charlie, oh, Charlie. Yep. And what a captain Frank was as well. Oh, terrific. But yeah, what, as I said, that was the first, this is the first thing we touched back, we go back to, because we can't go all the way back, we'll be here all day. But this is the first thing we were obviously going to go back to 1971 season. As I said, the first double winning Arsenal side in our lifetime. And what a team that, and what, looking back, because I've got the season review and video still. What a team it was as well. And it was 10 years on from that lockdown the road doing the old... <coughs> so we say. Um, we sort of burst that bubble eventually. A couple, a few years down the line, we'd come back and get our second. But yeah, I was just going to get my phone because I, I literally got the... I'm going to go through the team, that the players that we had for back then. One second. As we know, of like sort of Bob Wilson. Bob, one sec. Bob, Will, yeah, Bob no. Wilson, in, Bob Wilson in goal. Wilson, Sammy no, Nelson. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> I know I can do it. I'll, I'll yeah, literally. If you want. Yeah, if you no, want I mean, to. Yeah, but, yeah. The normal team. It was um, what they did. He changed things around the manager. But he, he made McClintock, who was a midfielder, put him to like centre half sweeper. That worked out very well. And Peter Storey used to play left back, and he turned him in that season to a midfielder, a destroyer, mm. if you like. And so the, the, the team would be something like Wilson in goal, Pat Rice. You'd have Frank McClintock, Peter Simpson and Bob McNabb. I mean, fantastic defenders. Each and every one of them, absolutely fantastic. Then, you, then uh, you'd have number four would be like Peter Story. Then you'd have George Graham, Charlie George, you know, George Armstrong. Up top would be Ray Kennedy and John Rafford, which, again, that was the first full season they played together. Because the season before we won the Fairs Cup and when Kennedy first got into the team, he played right at the end of the season. His first game, I think, was a final in the uh, Fairs Cup. And, and we had a few youngsters coming through, like Kennedy, 
like mm. Rice, that really, and, and Kelly as well, I think Kelly was a very good player, that actually brought the team together, a bit like we are today, actually. But a few youngsters mm. come in, it made, thank you, that makes us a very, you know, made us, that we were a good team, that that just gave us that little bit of impetus having these youngsters in who were ready for the team. You know, we had Julie Armstrong playing, he played every game. I don't know how many games, he must have played mm. over 60 games that season. He was non-stop, mm. like a, mm. up and down all the time, brilliant. And we had a couple of people that played, was very influential. like Sammy Nelson played when Bob McNabb couldn't play at left back. Uh, Jeff Barnett was the goalkeeper, but he, I don't think he hardly played because of um, Wilson, Bob Wilson was out, fit the whole time. And John Roberts at centre-half. And that was our squad. And it was, we didn't have a very big squad, but it, no. seemed, but, but it, it seemed to work. And it was just, I say, that season, the difference from the season before, number one, they had the confidence. After a long time, they actually won something. I think it was 17 years or something. So they had the impetus mm. going, plus a couple of youngsters coming through that, were, that hit the ground running. And we had some, you know, very experienced players as well. And it just all blossomed and it was fantastic. It clicked. It was a pleasure. Mm. Went to all, as I say, went to all the home games and quite a few of the away games. And it was unbelievable. It's, it's, I didn't believe we were going to do it because I was quite young at the time. I'm thinking I've never seen Arsenal. Before that, I'd never seen Arsenal get through the fifth round of the cup. So to see us have a cup run as well, near the top of the division, and Leeds were always favourites that season to win the league. They had a fantastic yeah. team. We were always chasing them the whole season. And, uh, and then things conspired and it went in our favour. There was a big game against West Brom where Leeds got beat for a diabolical offside goal. Unbelievable offside goal. <laughs> it was nearly a punch-up. After the maybe, they, maybe they should bring in VAR or something to sort those problems out. Oh, not that bad. No, no, we're all right for that game. Charlie George was a youngster as well. He, I think he's played one or two seasons before, but he was the the of the crowd. He was something different. He wasn't like your ordinary football. He had so much flair about him. You know, he could he could hit a pass, a ten yard, fifty yard pass without looking. He had a fantastic shot, and he had something about him that the crowd loved. I mean, he was a North banker, and he, mm. he was just brilliant. And it was just a you know, it's fantastic season to watch the Arsenal. It's a shame we couldn't go on. We split mm. the we split Burton, he split the team up a year or two after that. He was just you know, yeah, he, years, yeah. it went against him. And we could have, I think, we could have, we should have won a lot more from seventy one onwards. I think we got mm. to the cup final the year later against Leeds. And when that season in 71-2, we could have won the league again. We were very close. We we lost a couple of games right near the end that we shouldn't have done. Over Derby, I think we got beat. But it, as I say, that was very disappointing having got there and then all of a sudden gone down again. Though we signed Alan Ball the next season, which is a great signing. Mm. Big click. Yeah. But Ethan, I was looking, because I was also looking into it doing my bit, and I was looking at the staff and obviously... As you mentioned, Bertie Mee was manager, but the trainer was George Wright. Team first team coach Don Howe, who would go on to be the manager of Arsenal, anyways. <laughs> and look how that turned out. Uh, and Dennis well, L. Wood was a chairman. Well, Don Howe, every all the players, hearing from certain people, hmm. the players loved Don Howe. They he hmm. was the guy that got them to that level. And he he left Arsenal, I think, because he had the offer of a, a manager to be manager of West Brom. Hmm. Mm. And then he and it didn't happen, and then he came back later on as, as the manager of the Arsenal. But he was well yeah. respected by the players, well respected. Mm. You know, he knew his well, stuff. Yeah, and he won a few. What was it? The he won a couple of FA Cups along the way, and a cup to, got us, What was it? 
back to back finals as well. Obviously, we lost, we lost a couple of them, but that was Terry uh, Neal, manager, back to back. Was that Terry Neal? Wasn't it? Yeah, Terry Neal was there. How was his assistant then? So it was yeah, Neil, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But you still Neil got yeah. sacked. How took over? Yeah. So, but you're still part of the system that. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was that, part that, of that time frame. And you could, yeah, and you could, there's no coincidence. Obviously, to say the players massively respected it. In '71, we see what we we're talking about now, and in the years later, he comes back as an assistant, and then again, we suddenly the, the, the levels go up again, and we start doing well in the FA Cup and getting to these finals and winning them as well. I mean. <laughs> part of our history that you know what you can't really complain and I mean what a servant even though he did yeah they said he did go off but he did come back there must have been a pool there but the main name um, is Hillwood we don't have Hillwood anymore at our club it's as we know it's since the Hillwoods and the name of that is gone now it's we've we're getting what we're getting at least with the Hillwoods they're a consistency let's be honest they love the club the Hillwoods they that, that, they had a bit of class, the Hillwoods, didn't they? Hmm. You know, Arsenal's yeah. always known for having class, and it's one of those reasons is one of the main reasons Hillwoods were at the, hmm. the helm. Hmm. They ran hmm. it properly. They knew what was required. They did things the right way, the Arsenal way. And I think we've hmm. obviously gone backwards a little bit since then. But hmm. we were, it was a bit special, Arsenal then, a bit special. You know, yeah. yeah, and also obviously Charlie George, as you mentioned that put that photo photo up before the FA Cup final. He's gone. It, that that celebration of him just falling to the floor, legs open, arms in the uh, arms virtually <laughs> in the air, like, like the sun and beaming down on him. It literally, that's engraved into the Arsenal history. It's so much that you Very go to the so. Arsenal Museum. Yeah. If you go to the Arsenal Museum, obviously when things are back to normal. There's a marble. There's a bust of that celebration in the in the museum there. It's that that's it's that iconic in the club, and he was such an iconic player. And again, even to this day, and this day, he's so loved within the fan base. And how many? Well, 50, was it fifty years this year? This May, the, the anniversary. And that's that's saying something for what the player he was and what a servant to the club he was, along with the likes of George Graham, McClintock, and Pat Rice. Even, I mean, Pat Rice, as you said, played played in that team, and then years later comes back as an assistant. Under the George Graham era, going into the Vinga era, the, the successful Jim Vinga era. This again, they're all love Geordie Armstrong as well. It's I'm surprised <laughs> there's not a bust of Geordie Armstrong anywhere. To be honest with you, mm. what he mm. gave to the Arsenal. I mean, mm. you, you you look at that squad from '71, and how many of those players ended up staying at the club after they finished? Obviously, George Graham was manager. Geordie Armstrong managed the uh, the reserve team, didn't he? I That's think it, it was like the youth youth team. Obviously, Pat Rice was assistant, wasn't he, for a while. Don Howe was at, at the club at the time and obviously stayed for a number of years afterwards. And they, they was all proper Arsenal men, weren't Bob they? Wilson. Mm. Bob Wilson. Bob Wilson. Yeah, Wilson. Goalkeeping coach, wasn't he, for years. So, yeah, you know, most of those players had a real affinity with the club. And they I say they ended up staying there for the rest of their, you know, their football career, even when they finished playing. And I think it just shows how different football was then. As well. Plus, the other thing was, well, I think we won the double, and we only used seventeen players or something in the whole mm. season. And you think now, um, if you haven't got like thirty players in your squad, you're not going to be successful. Whereas back then, we used what sixteen, seventeen players all season. Forty-two league games there was as well, plus all the other games. I think we played over sixty games that season, which is more games than an average team plays these days. And yet we did it all with such a small 
group of players. You know, mm. players got injured, but they didn't seem to be out for, for six months at a time. They got injured, missed a couple of games, came back in. And I don't know. I mean, no, football's different then. You know, it's it's more, you've got to be more of an athlete nowadays, maybe. But it just goes to show how different things were. And, you know, 50 years ago might seem like a long time to, to some people, but in overall scheme of life, it's not that long period, really. And how much things have changed in that in that period of time, you know. And it's, um, it's a shame, really, because we've lost a little bit of that identity from Arsenal. I say the Hillwoods, as you mentioned, they're a massive part of the history of the club going back decades and decades and all through the success that we had. And we've lost that identity now. We're not Arsenal. We're not the same Arsenal mm. that we were. Unfortunately, looking back at these title-winning teams is going to make us think that even more because since that history's kind of gone, unfortunately, the success and the titles have gone with it. And now we're mm. left with what we've got, which is a shame. But, you know, mm. we, we, we've all been lucky enough to witness some great moments and some great teams, which we're going to talk about tonight, which is good. So at least we will always have their memories. I feel a bit sorry maybe for younger fans that might never experience that in the future. It's not guaranteed it's going to happen again, no, is it? Exactly. And well, I feel a bit sorry for them because then they might never experience what we did. That's exactly why. I, when when um, it was uh, so Chip Tizik, wasn't it recently? Who retired? Mm. And he was the last of the last of the old sort of schools that, that, that left. And I put on Twitter, I was really sad about it, and I got so much abuse saying, "Oh yeah, he's useless. He did nothing." Blah blah. But it was a a, a signal, really. He, he was the last one. Yeah. leave of the mm. old guard and I thought mm. it was bad yeah. um, mm. although he did you know, he probably didn't do anything but that link has all gone now it's yeah it's, it's that exactly. link to the past isn't it that link yeah. that link to our history which has gone completely I mean it's, it's it's pretty much gone for years anyway but that like you said he was the last one to go and it yeah. is a shame mm. because unfortunately now we aren't the same club as we were you know and it's no. it is a shame but it's just mm. the way football's gone I guess I don't suppose it's that happens to other clubs as well. It's not just ours, but I think maybe we feel it the most because I think we've lost the most of our most good bits of our history have gone maybe more than other clubs perhaps because they probably a lot of them didn't have history, did they? Until quite recently. Hmm. Yeah, and just we'll obviously move on now to the next, the next, the next part of winners. We had to wait. Well, people had to wait. I oh, literally six days old when this happened. Obviously, the actual event itself happened, but. 18 years of hurt for anyone that was around that time frame and going through all the trauma. Because I hear I listened to Amanda on the hybrid squad and what she, what she, how she describes Arsenal, how it was going through turmoil. Literally, Hybe was like half full at times and things like that. Then come and then comes forward, George Graham, part of the 71 team, as we've mentioned, comes back in '86, wins us the League Cup in '87 against Liverpool, coming from behind for the first time in, in that time period that Liverpool go ahead. With Ian yeah. Russ scoring, mm-hmm. and we come back and we win. We win that game two one, and then fast forward two seasons, two years later, this, this night, this infamous, well, not, infamous not an infamous, infamous for Liverpool's point of view, but famous night for us guys, us Arsenal fans. As I said, I was literally six, I was born six days before this happened, so I've learned about it as I've got older and things. As I got older, but look at the players in that picture. Got look, Kev Campbell in his suit there. John Lukic, Stevie Bolding, we in the arm, in the arm way there. Paul Merson, Winter, young Winterburn with hair. Perry Groves, Smith, uh, Niall Quinn, uh, don't know, Mickey Thomas, Paul Rocky, Brian, Rocky, Marwood. Brian Marwood, Vicky, uh, Rocky Rowcastle. Brian Marwood, that picture. Yeah, the great yeah. season that season, didn't yeah. he? Brian Marwood. Paul, Paul Davis. Yeah, literally. Paul Merson, right <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, right at the top of the miniature Buddha no tables. Teeth. Oh, dear. Yeah, Rocky Rowcastle need Dixon as well. But yeah, Paul Masson's hair, bloody hell. <laughs> Interesting. I think next to Kevin Campbell there, is that not Gus Caesar? Looks next like it. Campbell, uh, isn't it? That's Gus Caesar, that. Yeah, he didn't even get a medal, did he? I think yeah. he only played three games. Mm. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. good luck, yeah. mate. Well done for getting yeah. for getting in that picture. Yeah. And then, yeah, going into this season, literally, this was a time frame where Liverpool were the all-conquering, swashbuckling team of not just English football, but European. They they were competing on every level and they were pretty much favourites at everything. I think that's I've watched the 89 DVD and the odds for that season, we were, the sort of odds we had was 16 to 1 to win that title that year. They were odds on, even money. He's never to been beaten at home for ages. Never lost for two goals for ages. It was like yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. it was ridiculous. No, I yeah. we broke about three records yeah. that night. Yeah, yeah. We had Whereas, to. That, yeah, yeah. And that's but that season as a whole, it was just the combination of everything that George Graham had built in the that that short span of when he came in from '86, a three-year span of all that work, hard graft, and everything he believed would be the right way to get Arsenal competing again came to fruition that season and especially that night because also for anyone that doesn't know that game was rescheduled because that game was meant to happen in between the, the, the mini break of what had to that they put in place because of what happened at Hillsborough and everything that happened with that so this is the I think that game moved. was originally scheduled for the week after the Hillsborough yeah. game yeah, and so obviously it got it got postponed to the end and they yeah. put it to the end of the season because they knew how important it was going to be I suppose mm-hmm. as well that's why it was so late on. In fact, it yeah. was the 26th of May. It's one of the latest games I'd ever been at that point yeah. in the league. So, yeah. um, but that, that was, was yeah, that was it was due the week after the Hillsborough game. So yeah, um, but yeah, it, it was, it was, there was a lot of um, a lot of focus on that really at the end of that season because obviously Liverpool were massively affected by that, mm-hmm. and it was almost like I don't think anybody really wanted us to win that title that year because you know. It, had to be Liverpool season because of what they'd gone through at Hillsborough and they'd won the FA Cup just before we played them in that game. And I think everybody wanted them to do the double, you know, the, the TV people wanted them to, fans of every other club wanted them to. And maybe that helped us a little bit, I think, because there was absolutely zero pressure on us anyway because we wasn't expected to win 2-0 at Anfield because nobody did. And I think we could go and relax and just play our game. And th- that to me was probably... Even now, what, 30-odd years, 35 years later, whatever it is, still nothing will ever come close to that moment. You know, anyone, Mm. I think any Arsenal fan who was old enough to kind of be aware of what was going on will never, ever forget that. Mm. Not just that night, but the whole season, I think. It was a season where suddenly, you know, I'd been been supporting Arsenal for about 10 years by that point. We'd never got anywhere near the title. And suddenly that season, you thought, you know what? We've suddenly got a team now that could win the league. Not necessarily now, but is capable of winning the league suddenly. And it suddenly became a possibility. So to do it that season with such a young team as well, players that have come through our academy, you know, Rowcastle and Merson and, you know, um, Tony Adams and people that just... And all those like players that Jules Graham had got from all the lower divisions, you know, like Steve Bold and Dixon and Winterburn and... Marwood and people that nowadays, you know, if Arsenal made signings like that, there'll be meltdown on Twitter, wouldn't there? You <laughs> talk about one of those players. Absolutely. He knew that that's what he needed for his team to build it. And that's what he did. And he built a team that 
to either turn that at Liverpool side, and it, and it was Arsenal that ended Liverpool's dominance of the league mm. that had been going on for 25 years. And it was George Graham that sorted that out. He plotted it. When he took over at Arsenal, he said he wanted to overturn the Liverpool um, kind of mm. dynasty. And that's what he did. And he achieved it. And he achieved it with, one, mostly all British players. And secondly, mm. with a load of players that had come through our academy. And yes, it's a similar mm. situation to 71 in that sense, maybe. But... Um, Obviously, for me, I was I think I turned twenty one that summer, so it was a great year for me. And mm. obviously, it was a, it was just incredible, incredible to witness mm. that, and incredible to witness the the trophy parade afterwards and all that kind of stuff. Just unbelievable memories, and nothing. You know, Sky might want to think that Aguero's moment is the greatest moment Bones. in football. Aguero's <laughs> moment will never come close <laughs> to anything that happened that season or anything that happened on that night, and nothing ever will. Yeah. No, nothing, no, 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 like no, 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 you know, you have to talk about actually, no, that's a real story. And people wouldn't believe it. What's the 89 DVD, the 89 thing? Is that, did that really happen? Because no one would, if you if you didn't see it, you wouldn't believe that happened. You wouldn't. Because no, it's no. one of the moments that you just will I mean, Even now, whenever I see whenever I see John Lucas get the ball in that last goal and he throws it out to Dixon, I'm thinking, we're not going to score. Every single we time it goes to Michael Thomas, he's not going to score. He's going to get tackled or he's going to miss. But every time right, it's gone, yeah. every time it's like, well, yeah, did, did, that did happen. Yeah. By 89, I'd seen a lot of Arsenal over the years. And I remember as Thomas was going through, I was sitting at, my, at home on my couch. And I slowly went up like fever pitch geezers did. <laughs> and I thought in my head, for that split second, if he misses this, I'll, I can't watch football again. I'll be too disappointed. I can't watch football ever again if he misses. Because I'll be so disappointed. I won't be able to get back out of this. It would be too much. I won't recover ever. Oh. And what oh made it even God, more? That, that moment, I can still see it yeah. now. And I screamed yeah. when it went in. And my daughter, who's following up around there, um, she's a little baby. And my wife goes, "What are you doing? You woke up." I said, "I don't care. I don't care." <laughs> <laughs> what made it? What made that go even more bittersweet was literally not long ago, not long prior to that, he had, a, he had, a, he had an even better opportunity to score. Yeah, he he charge, passed through, but toe poked to Gobbler. Yeah, but, but in the way that helped him, I think I think that gave him. He, he realised before what he did wrong on that other chance, so he thought next time he knows mm. what to do, didn't he? And he took his time and he waited. Whereas the first one, he, he kind of rushed it a bit, didn't he? But the second time yeah. he learnt from yeah. that, and he, you know, and I think one of the players had said, I can't remember, someone on the '89 documentary said that of all the players to fall to, they wanted they, it to. It was, he was yeah. the best player for it to fall to he, because he, he was didn't the feel pressure. Yeah, because so cool, he was a cool, car. Cool. Cool. Yeah, you could. You could yeah. literally sleep on a hanger uh, on a closed yeah. it basically. Uh, things like it was the first time they'd ever put the time on the on the screen on a football mm. match as well. Right. Yeah, and it mm. and they never hardly it wouldn't have been shown normally as well, but it was just because it was rescheduled for the end of the season. And it what wouldn't is, have been on yeah. TV even. Yeah, and that's, that's just, the way that the way that the match, like Richard said, got moved from. You know, uh, just after Hillsborough to the actual after the FA Cup final, that was never heard of. And the fact no. that it had been moved to there, and it was the last kick of the whole season that decided the title 
Madness. I mean, you couldn't write it. You couldn't make it up, could you? Yeah. You literally yeah. couldn't make it up. And, and, this, no, is what, this, reckon, and this is why... You're gone, Melvin. So sorry. They reckon that Sky pushed ahead with their football idea because of that match. They saw yeah. the yeah, how everyone was, was watching yeah, it. They thought, hold on a minute, there's a it's market here. Yeah. And it gave them the idea for doing it. Yeah. Well, they saw that football could be a TV show. They saw how football could be a dramatic yes. TV show. Mm. And I mean, you had they to me, football was it was dead in the eighties, right? Because of hooliganism, because of the high school stadium disaster. Then Hillsborough football was dead. And then that, that game in eighty nine, and then the nineteen ninety World Cup when England nearly won it. Those two events so quickly re, re, revitalized football. Yeah. Sky got involved mm. on the back of all of that, and here we are today. So. You know, every time I moan about modern football and how much I hate it, I always think, actually, it's our fault because Michael Thomas scoring that goal created this monster that we've got now in terms yeah. of Sky and everything else that's gone with it. Because without that moment, I don't think... I think football was, was on its knees at that point. Crowds yeah. were low. Yeah. You know, it was yeah. on its absolute knees in the 80s. It's gradually, gradually going through the decade. Disasters happening, Bradford fire as well and loads of other stuff. And it was almost like football was the least cool thing possible. You know, and almost, you was almost embarrassed to say you was a football fan and you went to football yeah. because people would look at you like, oh, you, you must be some sort of loony then. And that was mm. what it was like. It wasn't cool at all. And th those two events so quickly, it's it sort of 89 and then 90, changed the whole perception of football. And suddenly within a very short space of time, it suddenly became a family thing. You know, the kids were going and, and you're taking your wife and your girlfriend with you. And it suddenly became a completely different experience. And it was on the back of those two events. So mm. Arsenal created this monster in a way by that goal and that and that game, which I'm pleased about it happened. But when I look back on it, I sometimes think, you know, not the greatest things come out of it in the end overall. But I guess mm. some people probably enjoy it more now. I don't know. But I would go back to the yeah, 80s, yeah. even though it wasn't as good. I'd go back to the 80s. It was all David Dean. David Dean created the whole thing. Not he mm. obviously he didn't put all the money, but it's his idea. Um, yeah. The way that Sky uh, revolutionised yeah. football, and he, yeah. he got it from the American sports. And then when that all happened, and then 1990 happened, Gaza's tears and everything. Yeah. Um, that's when he the, the yeah. idea, and he was fully involved uh, in. Setting it all up. Well, that, that took mm. football, didn't it, to a different audience? I think '89 mm. did, and then 1990 as well. It suddenly took football to a different audience, and suddenly mm. it opened up all these possibilities. And obviously, Sky then with the Premier League and everything like that. Yeah, and David Dean was behind that, of course he was. Um, and that I say that kind of started the ball rolling, didn't it, for this modern football now that we've got? Which, for, for mm. better or for worse, I guess I don't know, but that's that's the situation, mm. and it all stemmed from that particular night. And I, I don't think. It, none of it would have happened without that goal, without that day, without that whole yeah. event of that that night. You know, whether yeah. or not Arsenal won the league or not, I still don't. I don't think any of that would have happened afterwards if we didn't have that one game at the end of the season, a title decider going down to the last minute. You know, and even if Thomas had missed and Liverpool had won the league, it still went down to the last minute. That drama would still have happened. It just wouldn't have been mm. as good for us. You know, and it wouldn't yeah. have been as dramatic to watch. But. It, that just that whole season really just accumulated at the end of the decade as well. It just accumulated in the end of what was old football and the start of what of what is modern football. And that's that yeah. night was the, 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 yeah. the turnover date for me when it all changed. And I also, had a jerk reaction. I said to people at work when I went in on a Monday, I went, I could actually give up football now because nothing's mm. going to surpass that. <laughs> nothing's going to stop that. Yeah, nothing. Exactly. That was I was you know I thought well, you know I've done it, seen it, yeah. done it, got the t-shirt. Yeah. What can actually ever be that? You know, but obviously things did. Football, I felt that. Yeah. Yeah. I felt that strongly then. Football yeah. that night. <laughs> I broke no, my toe. Uh, Celebrated. I ran. I jumped up and I hit my toe on the sofa. Ran outside <laughs> to see 
to my mum and dad, and, and I, the pain was like, it just didn't matter. Like, no. Literally, the adrenaline kicked on, sort of, <laughs> Yeah. I mean, a couple of days later, I was regretting it, but um, it was just like, <laughs> I, it was like a completely football that day. It was just, hmm. it was yeah. the best moment. Well, I don't think it was finished after that. top. Yeah. Also going into that game as well because George Graham had a set. He had a he's he's set up. He had everything up to that point. He had in place. He never changed it. And then obviously the last couple of games we had a chance to at Highbury to win the title the week before. Was you at that Derby game and we lost? Was you at that game? Yeah, two one. That was. I think he made a mistake. Did Tony Adams let? I came out of that game, I was nearly crying because I was at, mm. I knew we'd blown the league that day when we lost mm. to Derby. And we scored in the last minute, Alan Smith scored. In the last minute he did, we were 2-0 down, Alan Smith scored. And I remember saying to my mate, what is the point of him scoring now? What is the point mm. of him scoring when we're 2-0 down in the last minute? A waste of time, what a stupid proxy goal that is. And I was so yeah. annoyed that we'd score. And that goal actually, because we won the league by goal scored, that goal actually <laughs> won us the league. <laughs> 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 I was saying, what have you got to score him for? What a waste of time. One of one thing week. as well about that season, uh, Alan Smith got one of his, I think, I believe, two golden boots. Mm. And he... When was it the first? I heard it on the, uh, on the podcast. But he never... He never took penalties. The first no, penalty no. he ever took was... Oh, shit. Sorry. Gone word straight out of my head. It was 91 against, against, never... against Man United when, he, when we won the league and he, he scored a hat-trick. That's the hat-trick. one, yeah. yeah. The only that's the yeah. one. And that's the, only, yeah. that's the only penalty he ever took in his career. Yeah. And he only scored two goals, goals outside the box. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's never done that before either. That's right. <laughs> I'm really glad that you remembered that. There. That's exactly right, but... That's the only penalty he ever scored in his whole career. Yeah, was, yeah. The amount of goals that guy scored for us and made is so underrated. Mm. So underrated that he, you know, when he when he considers that he never took penalties either. And he steps up in a big game, didn't he, Alan Smith? As well, he scored obviously oh, yeah. in the cup, in his cup final. He scored in FA Cup semi-finals. He uh, set up a goal in the FA Cup final for Ian Wright, didn't he? Against Sheffield Wednesday and scored, in the big that. games. He scored on he, that night as well, and he scored at Anfield. Yeah, he steps up in the big games. Alan Smith, he, he was he was fantastic player. Yeah, he must have been underrated player. One of our underrated players ever. Yeah, I was about to say must have been But yeah, going back to George Graham, because obviously them two games in Ezad, and he's like, well, got nothing to lose. So this is, I'm going to change some, not, not just tactics. I'm changing the formation, and everything. And the, the players are like, are you taking the, are you sure? What are you, what are you smoking? What are you drinking? Because he literally yeah. went from. Playing the formation he'd been playing all season before the back, and he decided to do um, Winter Bernard Dixon as what modern day is wing uh, backs basically wing-backs. with mm. O'Leary, um, Adams, oh, and Gold. Yeah, first half, yeah, first half, yeah. Bold was number 10 that night, wasn't he? Unbelievable. But the players themselves were like going into what doing all the training and all that, or going into that game. Like, has he has he lost the plot? We need to win by two goals. We, need, we don't need to defend, we need to attack. They didn't get it either at the time. They, they admit we didn't get it. But you know what? That showed the bravery and the cojones that Graham had that he had, he did have to From a tactical manager he yeah, was. He, he, he understood. Football. He understood the game, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, and he could change. He could change on a switch, and it would work. 
and it, mm. and it built and it, because of that and because of the 89 we did we sort of had a little mini dynasty ourselves that in that George Graham era of as you said the 87 89 91 uh, league the cup double 93 94 the night 90, 90, uh, 
was John Lucas at the time. He was that. But again, George Graham was thinking ahead now. I like, need young, another young up-and-coming goalkeeper. David, David Zimmer fit that profile. And we got a longevity out of David as we're going to go on now. Because that was... That was not even one of his first time. Didn't he at the time? Was that a million yeah. pound? Yeah. What's the value of that He was the first million pound goalkeeper, I think, wasn't he? David yeah, yeah, I think he was. Yeah. And, yeah. and also between 89 and 91, obviously Perry Groves and Kevin Campbell and others probably got given their chance in that two year, two season period. So really, even though they talk of Kevin Campbell, we've had him on the channel before, obviously 89 meant so much because even though he was still, still coming through the academy at the time is so part of it. The whole the whole squad as a whole that year, ninety one would mean more because you really are part of your first team, or you're the one scoring the goals as well. You're being you're having a collective input compared mm -hmm. to eighty nine. Plus, it was at home we actually won the title that day, not even kicking the ball because the results gone our yeah, way. I was, I was upset about it. I was actually upset about that because I actually wanted to see us win the league at Highbury by winning a game and. Because of the, the, the TV, because of what had happened, obviously, with us at Anfield, TV was showing all the games. They they kicked Liverpool's game off against Nottingham Forest earlier before us. So um, what they should have done was play them games at the same time because it would have added to the drama. Instead, that Liverpool played first and lost. So we'd already won the league. And yeah, it, it was mm -hmm. great. But I actually would have preferred it if we'd had to win that game and won the league by winning the game. It would have been so much more exciting at Highbury mm. to do it because we'd never won the league at Highbury since 1953. So it would have been nice to have actually been able to do it for real, actually by winning the game. So I, I was really upset by the TV, actually. They ruined that mm. for me. But I obviously it didn't take away what an achievement it was and what a great team it was. I went up to Sunderland the game before. Yeah, really. The nil-nil draw. The nil -nil shocking draw, yeah. game. What a yeah. shocking game. And I was down with my wife. I met my wife and my brother-in-law and sister-in-law in a restaurant that night. We flew down, went to a restaurant. It was in the, it was empty, the restaurant. I was there very late. Got there like 10, up past 10. It was silly. I shouldn't have really done it, but I, I said, I don't want to miss out because I've got time on the football. And in there was Frank McClintock in the restaurant, a local oh, restaurant. Oh, a little oh, restaurant, Frank McClintock. Yeah. So I thought, I can't go over his eating. I'm so excited, you know. Anyway, the end of the meal comes. I go up to get my coat and he's there. So I said, I just said, oh, well, hi, Frank, lovely to meet you, blah, blah, blah. I said, I went up there a day, da, 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 da. He says, don't worry, you've got a good winger. You've got a good winger we're going to sign. I've got, I've got it all, George, I've got a good winger for George. You know who it was? Jimmy Carter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But when we signed him, I thought, he said, he looks a good, good winger, this Jimmy Carter. He's quite nippy, isn't he? Yeah, thought, he done one against us for Millwall, didn't he? I remember him doing yeah. one against us. Obviously, I'm thinking, yeah, he looked all right, yeah. He was really yeah. good at Millwall, yeah. Really, yeah. Terrific. So I thought, oh, thanks, Frank. And also, coming, coming away from that season, Tony Adams' own opinion, he came away as an invincible. He he, he tars himself for that, that, that name to his, to his thing, because obviously the one game that Arsenal do lose that season was when he was being held by Her Majesty's okay. Pledge, or so we say. Yes, he was, yes. That yeah, was, we lost uh, to so, as far as he's concerned, he never lost a game. <laughs> and, of course, let's remember yeah. as well, we, we did get two points deducted that season as well because the yeah, FA hated us even more back then. Yeah. Oh, they so, really hated us. Old yeah, so we, we yeah. actually yeah. had to come... I remember when, when they deducted the two points, I think we were something like six points behind Liverpool at mm. that particular time in the season. And I, I remember thinking that, you know, the FA, they don't want us to win the league, clearly. Um, mm. And they wanted Liverpool to win it again. And I just felt as though we... 
we couldn't come back from that. And then not long after, Tony Adams obviously got sent to prison. And it was like to come back from all that adversity and win that league the way that we did that season and to do it in such yeah. style was just was just incredible, really. And mm. when you look at that squad of players, you look at that team, again, it's got a lot of Arsenal Academy players in it as well. Some really good signings for, from George, as we said. I mean, was you at that game, Melvin, at Norris, the end of the season before, when we were all chanting for Lukic to, to stay? We didn't want him to go. Do you remember that last game of the season? Well, we, we what, the 90, what, what, not, no, not the last game. No, no. Is that, that the 91 I was about? No, it couldn't have been. No, 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 the season before. So it was like 89-90 season, the last game, when we knew John Lukic was going to probably leave. Because I think that no, we might have signed no, that. Yeah. All the Arsenal fans yeah. were cheering for John Lukic and we didn't want David Seaman. Yeah. How stupid did we look a little bit later? <laughs> <laughs> My favourite yeah. goal, the 91 season. It was a very important goal, obviously, and I loved it. Was the Merson goal at Anfield when he did a one-two yeah, with Alan yeah. Smith? Yeah. He got yeah. runs to the oh, crowd the, and gives the, the old pitch one. as well. What a, what a horrible pitch that was, wasn't it? It was so bobbly. Yeah. And when he's running yeah. through, he could hardly get the ball under control because it was just bobbling about on the pitch. But he managed to do it, didn't he? And just roll it past Grobla. It was just yeah, I was in the limit that day. I nearly got killed, but it was worth it. <laughs> Absolutely well, yeah. Uh, Paul Merton. Paul Merton was just such a good player. I mean, what a yeah, he, was, player yeah. he was. He was my absolute idol. Beautiful to watch. His hair used to just flow behind. I love his, the way he ran. Like his running style, his hair was just yeah. like flowing behind. He was, he was my absolute idol. Brilliant, he went through one yeah. season when he, he must have chipped about seven or eight goalkeepers. Mm. He had this unbelievable. Yeah, he was, I was, yeah. I was, like, yesterday, the day before, and someone put up a clip from. Um, the goal he's, he's the goal he scores after the eight the what's I think now eighty nine ninety season at Anfield. Was it, I think he was that yeah. season or the night. And make that goal literally he, he picks up he picks up deep like, right deep in our own half and he just runs with it on the wing and then cuts in cuts inside mm. and does gobbler again like literally passes it into the net like oh that, that's the sort of quality play with and then yeah, I am surprised even though, even though I knew the answer last night in the, the first quit that like, as we touched on in, in the WhatsApp group. But obviously, missed, he missed out by one goal. The 100 to 100 group and all that. One yeah, goal missing right, out. Yeah. That, that's that's mad. And the sort of quality player he was and how long he was at the club. It's, well, I went, yeah. I went to um, before the season started, there was the Makita International Trophy at Wembley. Yeah. And mm. that's when um, Seaman and uh, Limpar made their debuts. Mm. And I, I mean, I was. I was so excited that day when uh, Limpar was playing because I, I didn't mm -hmm. know anything much about it at all in those days. Obviously, you only had C-Facts, you had Club Call. <laughs> and uh, when it happened on the, on the back, back pages of the paper, and when this guy came onto the pitch, Anders Limpar, mm. you know, it was so exciting because we didn't have any players like that. We didn't have, like, mm. uh, international players and there was hardly any in the league. And no. uh, it was like a... I called it at the time as like an exotic signing but from mm. Sweden. Yeah. But the goal he, he scored a goal, didn't he? In that Makita oh tournament. He smashed it in, didn't he, from an angle? Aston Villa yeah. scored it. Really, yeah. really, really yeah. tight angle from like yeah. outside the box. Yeah. And he yeah. just like looked up mm. and he hit it and it went like an arrow. Yeah. No bend on it or nothing. He just went straight yeah. into the far corner. And I thought, yeah. oh my God, I'm going to, I'm going to literally you know, I'm going to myself here because I was just um, so excited. It's, it's something we never had. Um, yeah. 
And also, Mark says it in the, Mark, yeah, Mark says it in the chat here as well. Watching him on Harry's Heroes, he's still betting half our present present midfield. I watched him when they did that um, Grenfell charity match at QPR, and yeah, he's he was hitting passes and Hollywood passes like he was in his pomp, basically. And yeah, he was class. He was pure class. Yeah, pure, yeah. yeah, yeah. He made so many goals for him right as well, didn't he? And in, in response. To, Sorry, gone, mate. Sorry, gone. I was devastated when he left. I didn't know he yeah. left until I walked past the newsagent and I saw it on the back of the paper that he'd gone to Everton and uh, I nearly cried. I genuinely nearly cried. Because there was nothing, in, no rumours in those days. Nothing. It, no, nothing like it is nowadays. He wasn't in a lot of game time, though, was he, at the end? No, he wasn't. John Crown didn't, didn't fancy him, did he? He didn't, he didn't no. fancy his work rate no. or whatever it was and he just never picked him, did he? Mm. He only picked him very occasionally when he had to and... Yeah. yeah, it was a shame the way it ended actually because for like about eighteen months, Limpar was just an amazing player for us. And um, oh, that game oh, during that season at Coventry away, where um, it was nil nil, and we've been struggling and struggling to score, and it, did, it looked like it was going to finish nil nil about five minutes to go, and he scored two from outside the box in the last five minutes, and we won two nil. And that just, you know, that was summed up that season for him perfectly. That you know, he just pinged things out of the blue from nowhere, and just incredible mm. player, absolutely incredible player. Yeah, that was that was yeah. one of the best goals I've ever seen live. Actually, that was just incredible. Yeah, it was. yeah literally, Mark, Mark in the chat saying Limpar's goal against Liverpool at Highbury from a halfway yeah. line. Yeah, he's, yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That's an amazing yeah. squad. And then obviously, we didn't go for a seven-year period of not competing or being competitive on a league title basis. And then Arson came along in his first full season. He does our second double in our history. Oh, and look, wow. Ian, Ian Wright, after he, Ian Wright literally comes in that, that summer, was in 91 for the 91 92 season. So he's been waiting all the way up to this point in 98 to win a title. And he, yeah, he, he just missed out, didn't what, he? Yeah, he just missed out. What a kick that is, by the way. What yeah, a kick that I is. I love that kick. Yeah, look at Louis Balamorte, uh, Burke up in the background where Seaman is, young Patrick Vieira, Dicko, Gil Scomandi. Christopher Ray as well, David Mark Platt, Overmars, yeah. David Platt, some, yeah, David, David Platt, Platt, yeah, because he's had yet. Stephen Hughes is in there as well. Yeah, Steve Hughes is behind Bermorte, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, yeah that, that was the start of the, the Wenger revolution because out of nowhere, he's changed everything at Arsenal because obviously he came in where we, the players were eating Mars bars, they, the dieting weren't right, he weren't happy with like, that. And they're drinking as well because obviously the Tuesday the Tuesday club as they put the players put it very hard on like, the Tuesday club. <laughs> right, and then what was it that ninety seven ninety eight uh, pre season they did their pre season training and all that and Ben said oh, you've worked really hard you can all out do what you want to do and very part said well, we've got out obviously us Michael's commander came to us basically and said can well, I come with okay. you I did a few lines in front of him all right, yeah. uh, can I basically can <laughs> I come with you did it and sort of. <laughs> learn your sort of culture, what you do for in your spare time and things like that. He was making an effort. And I was like, oh, yeah, no problem. Steve Bowles gone Steve Bowles gone to the bar. And like, what do you want? He wants oh, he wants a white, oh, a red wine or whatever. They got him a red wine and then got him literally, like, Sambuca Chase, as you name it. And he's like, there you go, 14 of every, for everyone. <laughs> the full story was, he went to the bar and he goes, yeah. 35 pints and a red wine. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> and a red wine and he goes who else is coming he goes no one why 
Just us. <laughs> there was only like six or seven of them. <laughs> and then after that, pints and, a red wine. and then they move on to another bar and another bar. And I think it was like the fourth or fifth bar down the line. They bumped into defence players, the Vieiras, and they're all out, mm. they're all outside having having a fat smoking and think Parler's like mm. thinking to himself, "How the fuck are we going to win a new title?" And obviously they're going to mm. win the double. And but the but also players like Nelka had just been brought through as well. Like he'd been brought into the club and. The excitement there for me. Burkamp was our top goal scorer that year. He missed out in the FA Cup final because of injury. But we had an amazing, it was just an amazing team, a collective of the George Graham era of Seaman, the back the famous back five of Keown and all that. And he's he sort of integrated these players. He's got the balance right. And what was moment meant the, the big biggest moment in that time was that that eleven game unbeaten run, we winning streak one we went on to get to that type, that Everton game. And win that title there because we were like it was 11, 11 points off United going into April or something like that. Yeah, at Christmas. What took us and, to the next level from the, se- the season before as well? Not only what he did, Ben, but with the training and everything else, is he brought over Mars in that yeah, gave that game a whole new dimension. Yeah, that he, he was one of the main reasons. We didn't come yeah. third or fourth. That's one of the main reasons we actually won it, I think. Yeah, he, he, he the goals he scored put us in the position to win that title. And the FA Cup final as well. Gamble. Oh, massive gamble, he, yeah. He's had, had two cruise uh, ships, hasn't he? Two cruise That's right, he had trouble with his knee. Yeah. 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 So no, one would, no one would touch him, so it was a massive gamble. What a player he was. Andrew, how yeah. fast would he have been if he had good knees? <laughs> Fuck oh, <it>. mate. <laughs> You, you they like like <laughs> yeah, he was he was arguing my favourite player back then in that sense because even yeah. the FA, even the FA Cup final oh, the goal he scores in the cup fo- in the FA Cup final itself obviously Nelga scored a goal but his goal he just gets the ball and runs but he wasn't afraid to get the ball just run with the ball and then cut inside and do he things was, like that he was another player who, he was another player who stepped up in the big games wasn't he he, yeah. got, he always yeah. scored in games that matter yeah. in the FA Cup or that game against Man United that season and you always see that when we needed a goal that the two goals against Everton when we won 4-0 to win the league he, he stepped up in them big games Mark Overmars absolutely I fantastic thought, I get, I off he's quite underrated for us actually because I, I just thought he was he was an unbelievable player he was for two, two or three years yeah. at he was fantastic also yeah, I wasn't there enough I suppose mm. one of the big games that he scored I think he scored a couple in where we needed he didn't look like we are going to score all day home to Leeds Mm. Remember that game? Yeah, yeah. And he scored two. Yeah. He did, two. He just did it himself. He had no help. Yeah. He just did it yeah. himself. Yeah. yeah. But it was, he, oh, he was. Like, I remember that game he played against West Ham at home in the first half. He got, you know, he ripped he them just, to pieces, didn't he? That night. Yeah. Oh absolutely. my god, it was embarrassing. Yeah. But yeah, as soon as he got whenever we got a ball and started running out of defence you knew something, something either he was going to score or he was doing the assist and as yeah. James says in the chat the bookies would never have paid out that season when United won in that league that, they he were says, so was arrogant though no. to yeah. pay out how arrogant was that serves you right absolutely exactly and we, it was better didn't it yeah it, it just made it, made it even better we had, but, we, but we had goals we were six for Christmas you know we were sixth place that season at Christmas yeah and no one thought we had a chance. I did. I remember we, we drew a game nil nil against West Ham. Right? It was about February time, March. About this this time of the year it was. And we drew nil nil at West Ham. And I thought we had to win that game. If we didn't win, I remember going to the game and saying to me, mate, if we don't win tonight, the title's over, really. And we drew nil nil. We didn't play particularly well. And we're going home on a trainer thinking, no, that's it, it's gone. The title's gone. 
And yet suddenly from there, we won our next 10 games in a row and won the league. It's just incredible. How we turned that around, I still don't know how we did it because we didn't look oh. like we, we could score a goal in the game at one point in that season. We were struggling, mm. really struggling. And so we dropped down about sixth place and suddenly we just went yeah, on then it run. Clicked. Then we it just clicked, clicked, didn't we? Yeah, it all yeah. clicked. It took a while for to get going. Overmars was a bit slow. It took a little while to get going, but once he got going, yeah. no one could handle it. Not one no, player no. in the league could mm. handle Mark Overmars or uh, Nicholas Anilka. Because don't forget about him. He was one of the quickest players you've ever seen in your life and all. Nicholas Anilka. I thought Overmars, when he scored the winner against Manchester United at Old Trafford, he could have easily had two or three more. He was so unlucky. And he got yeah, brought yeah. down in a box. Should have had a penalty against mm. United, I know. But That's right, yeah. he was he killed the fullback that day at United. Mm. Absolutely killed yeah. him. I remember no him saying that, that game, it kicked off at quarter past 11 in the morning, right? For some oh, reason, yeah, I don't know exactly why now, I can't remember. But um, we'd gone up the night before because it was such an early kickoff. And uh, you know, I remember Overmars saying after the game, he, he was sort of asked about it. This was a while later. And he said that, you know, some of the players weren't really happy about the early kickoff. But he said, he goes, I loved it because he said, I hate you getting up in the morning and waiting for the game. I just like to get up and go and play the game. So he mm. said, that game was perfect for him. And he, that was the best game he ever had for us. Like you said, he should have oh, yeah. yeah. just live with him. He absolutely ripped yeah. him to me. Yeah, that also, I love that celebration as well. The sort of can't take the piss out of Cantona. Like, yeah, what? Cantona. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> sort of got the collar up and went, the, the infamous uh, celebration night. Absolutely brilliant. Mark Overmars was brilliant. Yeah, I yeah. I'd love him to come back as the football the director of the club. He'd be too slow now, now, Andrew. Too slow. <laughs> 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 we say that. <laughs> God. Yeah. No, he'd be great to come back as the director of football, wouldn't he? Um, oh he still loves the club. Yeah, you can tell he's a lot as well. Yeah. No I really do. Yeah, he was a fantastic player. One of the greatest players we've ever had, I think. And again, he's not maybe a little bit underrated. He, he's not talked about in like the top, no. top that we've had, is he? And I think that he, what he did for us in such a short period. Is that because he never had a long yeah. career? Do you think? Maybe. That's right. Maybe. Yeah, I think I think I, 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 yeah, maybe. Because when, when, when Arsenal did that, what they do what they've done now, the Emirates, and they've put like the legends outside and on the walls like, where the badge and all that is mm-hmm. around the stadium. I was when he initially put it up. I was surprised it was our overmars because again he had such a it's contribution to that night eight team. Because he did have a, yeah. he did have a, such a contribution to that night yeah. eight team. That's yeah. Yeah. He, 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 I mean, it's not often, is it? You know, I've been being Arsenal over the years. How, how often is it that we've had um, a player that was a top player in world football before we signed them? Not often mm. we've done that. Obviously, Burkamp was one. Probably what the, the first one I can remember, and Overmars was another one of them players, wasn't he? Because he was—I know he had a couple of injuries, but he was a top, top player before we bought him. And it was so great to have a player like that sign for Arsenal. I was so excited when we bought him, and then to go on and do what he did. And I say he's almost slipped under the radar a little bit, really, which is a shame because he was—he was a world-class player, definitely. He was a world-class player before we bought him, and he was—he became even better when we had him, and he went on to become a world-class player afterwards so yeah fantastic Mark Overmars just unbelievable I can't, I can't speak enough of him I just thought he was amazing honestly amazing I, I, I said this before I think that's the only thing I, uh, my opinion is the same as what Melvin said that he didn't have a long career of Arsenal it shouldn't make much of a difference because of like you, yeah. I agree with you as well Rich because he was a world-class I mean he wasn't like a, a, a bigger sign in his third camp because no. of injuries I think mm. yeah uh, it wasn't a bigger sign no. Tempered it a bit, didn't it? It tempered mm. the signing because of his injuries. I mean, everyone was a bit worried about him. But 
he was just a bigger name. He was a world class mm. player. Yeah, so, he was. Um, yeah. Definitely. One of the things I got right, not many. I said we we're on holiday, and it was uh, some game was on, and it was Holland were playing, and Overmars was playing, and we, we were just getting a bit of steam up as a as a team. Then I said to, to Jerome, "If we sign him, we win the league." I had no reason we we're going to sign him. I just thought this geezer is unbelievable. I said, if "We sign yeah. a player like him, we win the league," and we did. We signed yeah. him that summer, and I just yeah. thought, "Wow!" And there was a problem with his knee. But I didn't think he ever made any difference to his career at Arsenal, no. not at all. In fact, so much so that Barcelona had him a few years later. Yeah, with Petit as a double yeah. deal sort of thing, yeah. Yeah. But then we, then we felt sort of going away from that, sadly. We had to wait another four four years. A bit of a lesser span out of, out of all the teams that we've had to go with, obviously, eight, from 71 to 89 to seven, 18 years, then seven years. Then we drag it down to four years and the double winners, the, our, our latest double winners, our the third in our history, the first team in London, by the way, to do three double winning teams. <coughs> so it's Tottenham yeah. stick that one. They were, were yeah, they in London, they did it three times. Yeah. yeah. Um, but look again, the team he assembled between that and then four year period, because obviously we're getting so close yet so far. Perez in his second set, actually, this is his second yeah, season of Perez. He was quality that season. David Seaman as well, his infamous ponytail, he started growing out that year. The year before, and Edu, Bergkamp, Lee Dixon just retiring, Richard Wright, Carnu, Viltor, Ashley Cole just establishing establishing himself as our left back and well class left back at that. Martin Keown, Matthew Upson, to name a few. I think even was it Gary Lewin there, the t shirt, the 71 98 2002 t shirt there, Lawrence and beyond the trophy, and obviously you've got Henri Vieira's and all that as well. Freddie with his red hair. Freddie with his red hair as well. Freddie, Freddie, Freddie. As I touched on before, Robert Perez that season, this is his second season and he was, arguably, think about the difference, he was phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. Despite getting an injury, didn't he, towards the end, he he missed the World Cup, didn't he? But he got a foot of the year. He was just incredible. That season, wasn't he? Brilliant. Yeah. I mean, when all the players went like that to him. Do you remember yeah. at the end of the yeah. when yeah. on the how they thought he was? Yeah, yeah. 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 in front of him. On then like, literally how much he, he, Yeah. And he played against the big teams as well. Against Liverpool away. Yeah. Very important goals. Yeah, he got the assists. Gerard, he showed him the ball. Hmm. So Gerard, oh, I get it now for you now. Just when he part, then he stopped Gerard, just went past him and crossed it. I mean, he was an amazing player. And I, however good Henri was, and Henri was unbelievable. A lot of that was down to Pires, the way he played him in and all that time. Pires almost slipped under the radar a little bit as well. When you talk about the greatest players, because mm. Bergkamp and right. Henri and Vieira in that team get all their. Get all rightly so, but Pires was up there, wasn't he? Yeah, he was, yeah. He was fantastic. Uh, easily yeah. top five greatest Arsenal players, I think. He's mm. got to be top five. Yeah, there's no doubt he was fantastic. He used to sit the ground running that season because the first season, even instead, because I was watching that, uh, that the Sky's version of Goggle Box with Gary Neville and all that, whatever they call it. And he was saying that first season, he, he found it hard to bend in, bed in. It took him a while, but once he got going that second season, especially. He hit the ground running. He was just something else. And as James says, that, that goal... He, well, he's got the goal People would be slating no. him that first Oh, yeah. We'll look at Pepe for quite a lot. No, but 
But Perez's goal, that's, this is the main one, the Perez goal against Villa, away at Villa Park as well, the lob, even though, as he says, put smuggles on the end of his career and all that, it's still, to have the audacity to do that against any goalkeeper and well, what he done to the defender before he lobbed him? He, he did um, the defender, he lobbed the defender, he did the defender, over the defender, and then literally just went, so, it looks so delicately, yeah, he does it as well, because he's got so, so, the smallest of touches in the sense of power-wise, he's just like, boom. But was it uh, Boateng, I think it was, or something like that, for Villa, it was absolutely... Whoever it was probably gave up football after that. Yeah, and then what was it? Yeah. He, again, we all go back to that season as well, it was his pass that led to Bert, the the Bert, the Bert camp goal we all talk about to this day. Even, even oh, we've lost. It was a great pass, but yeah, we lost Richard. <laughs> He's had enough. <laughs> Boateng, that uh, was it. Boateng wasn't. Yeah, mugged him off and then mugged Smarkle. Yeah, Boateng. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But if anyone, yeah. if anyone listens to the uh, the quickly Kevin Woody score podcast, which is really really funny, mm. uh, recommend it. Um, they always talk, it's a running theme throughout the last two or three seasons uh, of that pod- podcast about Peter mm. Michael getting lobbed and uh, the amount of times he did. And like, it, it's, yeah, he's been lobbed so many times, but that was one of the best. I mean, it's just a brilliant yeah. goal. Yeah, Mark said, Mark, pick up Mark in the chat as well. So Perez's ball control was unreal, so relaxed, but yet so effective. And he sort of, yeah, so, uh, so, uh, goal as well, couldn't he? Uh, I've said it before. Uh, when we first bought him, and um, he was, you know, he was having a difficult start. I literally said, you know, what, what the hell have we got here? You know, because uh, of the way he ran as well. He's got like mm. a the duck. I used to call him like a duck run. You know, the feet mm. sticking out, bit of a bandy leg. He, he had a really funny running style. And I thought, what the hell is this? You know. <laughs> I couldn't have been any more, you know, wrong at that point. He was mm. just, uh, like I said, uh, for me, he is probably top five of, of Arsenal mm. players of all time with the quality mm. that that guy had. And when he came back from his, his uh, ACL, I think he was even better. Uh, mm. I think he, he, he changed the way he ran, control. didn't he? He changed yeah. the way he yeah. ran after his injury to maybe to ease the pressure mm. on his knee. I don't know. But yeah, he, he was even better. Yeah, he sort of had to play in a different style, but it, it made him a better player, definitely. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And then we and then obviously we had the heartache of the 0203 season. We were so close to defending our title for the first time in our history, but we should feel just short of the last couple of weeks of the season. And we come back and then but in that 0203 season, he said, Barson Wenger, he believed this squad was good enough to go a whole season unbeaten. And because we fell off and the way we did, he would what a stupid thing to say. How what the audacity! And then because of the way we fed off, it was just like he got slated when the media left, right, and sent the rivalry fans this, that, and the other. Only for us to then come back the following season and actually achieve it. What? We talk about that the O two team as well, and most of them are in his obviously the O three O four season. But he added to it as well. Jose Antonio Lez in that season, rest in peace. Obviously, God rest his soul. Yeah, the youngest player actually of that squad at the time, and he's the first. Yeah. That was, that's heartbreaking itself. Sol Campbell. Yeah, tragedy. Office, um, Freddie about the red hair as well, by the way. Shaved his hair mm. off that year. Gilberto as well. Been added to the squad since then, since that double winning season. Then Zlayman came in that season actually to a, late in that late in that pre-season to uh, replace David Seaman. 
who had just left to go to Man City. Stuart Taylor, Stuart Taylor, backup goalkeeper, Ramish Laban, somewhere around there. There he is. It was just, but again, the, they, Wenger and the football itself, the team took it to another level. They didn't just down, oh, oh they did like that previous in 98. Oh, we lost the title, so we're not going to bother for that. We're going to take time to recuperate. It was, okay, we lost, but you know what, we're going to come back and we're going to prove a point now. And then the league, I loved they did. I loved watching him. Carney was, yeah, Carney was oh, fantastic. He was massively, massively underrated as well. Massively, in my opinion. Yeah. But what, yeah. but league, as I say, league wise, the, again, the football as a whole was fantastic, but league wise, they proved a point. They, they made sure they wanted to prove a point. And once they got the title and won it at White Hart Lane for the second time, and I actually, actually been able to witness it myself. Being, it was so it was so bittersweet because of all places you, you couldn't again you couldn't I make going, it. Out. I was going if, that day that we hadn't did win. Oh, <laughs> oh no! But, <laughs> it sounds stupid. Leave that a rush of blood to the head. Yeah, lame. <laughs> yeah, lame <laughs> the first the, time. Yeah, lame. Started losing the plot that no, day. No, not for the first time. Yeah, yeah, sadly, but it is. But yeah, you know. But again, the but again, so in the sense of the, the attacking intent of the football, the style of play, it was just another level up. But there were there are there we are going to get into there were sort of slight negative differences between that, that team and the O two team in terms of when the pressure was on with this team when it comes to the, when it comes to the crutch of it when they were in for, in for a treble, the Champions League FA Cup as well. We they sort of buckled under the pressure they couldn't take it as they went obviously getting that going into the and getting that what to put to one side they sort of got themselves back on track and put them got themselves over the line but yeah, I mean, when we so, played massive achievement to do what they did fantastic when we played united away look who was missing i think it was burkham Henri, and burkham. adam wasn't it uh burkham without injured adam adam and no, Adam's Adam's retired, retired. Right? He, he retired after we had three big players missing. It was Burkham, Henri, Torre, Vieira. That's Vieira got sent off because Van Nistelrooy ghost. No, that wasn't that game. What we won? Oh, what we won? No, I was not talking about the game we, we when we beat them one nil. When we got the winner. You're thinking 2002. You're getting confused, Melvin. Am yeah, I Bill Ford, you're I'm getting old. About the Bill Ford. I'm getting old. Yeah, the Wilson game. There was, yeah, yeah. we had a football missing for that game. Yeah, we did. Because we just played the FA Cup final four days prior to that. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Keanu missed out the FA Cup final, but he was told he'll be playing in the Thursday game. Very harder. He was still hungover. It was the wrong year there, Melvin, but yeah. Am I doing the right, right team? It is Arsenal we're talking about, isn't it, tonight? <laughs> yeah, 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 of course. But just, oh, we've gone on, gone, on the, then, gone on to this, the Invincible. But obviously, yeah, Ray Pardo, that, that, that infamous story of winning the FA Cup, going back home, getting back into London and all that, going back home with his, at the time, his partner and his family, going out for a meal, getting absolutely last in the local restaurant. And obviously, Arsenal players had had a reputation, so we'd say, for getting a bit of a the atmosphere, so we're saying things were going well. So, he's, and then obviously he's then gone on to the local bar near where he lives and he's growing up and all that. They've all had uh, ten a put there, had a score and all that put on him to score first, first goal score. So like the drinks are on us. So literally, he's gone into ne- next day to warm down. Absolutely, ugh. 
but literally Wenger's has kept thankfully Wenger's keeping away that day he's getting did a warm down and he was still sort of having the after effects come Wednesday night I think it was that night that, that year but he played in midfield with alongside I think it was Edu against Keo, um, Keane and whatever but they but he had a he had got made a match. He got he was hung over and he got made a match. <laughs> and uh, and um, Wenger said, "You can't have a beer." Outside, but... didn't you? After the game, yeah. he goes, uh, "You know why he did that?" Because I, I took that beer away. From him. Yeah, yeah, because I took that beer away yeah. from him on the plane. <laughs> he goes, "Oh, thanks, Gaffer. You're the best." Something like that. Can't oh, get one over on you. Uh, John in the chat there, Lauren as well. Lauren replacing Dixon from after the O2 season footy, like four time wise. Mm. He, he was a good player. Well. Yeah. Uh, Stephen with Arsenal's yeah. Invincibles were the top side. Well, we were the top side, but we, we, as I said, there were little negatives. You could sort of touch on where the pressure, as I said, the pressure got onto him right at the key stage of that near, 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 near the end of the season. We expect him to kick on, and they did sort of. Buckle a bit, and it sort of got to them. They couldn't take it, but when it when, that, when yeah, they two, when the FA Cup and Champions League sort of got put to the side, and they got that Liverpool game back on the right tracks, they then well, oh, okay, this we're going for it now. And it took for Keane. Keane even said in that half time at, at home to Liverpool when we we're losing two one, he said he asked he asked Arsenal, can I have a word with the players and try and boost them up and do my bit? And he said, yeah, no problem. He actually said. You're letting, you're letting something go by. This is something that's unique that can never be done. We might not, we you, we might not ever get this opportunity again. And he obviously he was known his his time at Arsenal was coming to an end anyway. But this is the once in an after. You need to sort of get your head out your backsides and turn this around. And they did, and they just came out and like that came out like a team possessed in that second half. And we actually tore Liverpool to pieces in that second half. Henri, Henri was. On, and I think that was, a, that was a start of Henri's sort of mini bit of form because he's in suddenly got a hat trick in that game. But seven days later, against uh, Leeds, got a hat trick. He was just scoring goals after goals all of a sudden. Yeah. It's, like, it, it's it's a mad comment that James has made. I yeah. heard it. I only heard about this about a week ago. No one about it's mad that the invincible season. Yeah, yeah goes I totally on. Agree. Have you I seen that? that? Oh yeah, yeah. No, this one. This that one one's a mad. That is he's right. It's mad. It's mad that in the Invincible season, the team of Jens, Lauren, Sol, Torre, Cole, Vieira, Gilberto, Perez, Lundberg, Bergkamp, Henri, only, only played once. That's mental. Sorry. Yeah. It is, isn't it? It just shows what the squad was, though, wasn't it? Players who, yeah. who didn't play regular, like Parla, Keown, and whoever else it was, you know, Wiltord, mm. could come in and yeah. still, still do a job. Yeah. Still do yeah. a job. He, he didn't... And he also yeah. you didn't see the dip in quality because, as you said, they they stepped up them players. I mean, Viltor scoring that goal in 02, back in 02 as well to see all the checks. For me, right that that o three o four season, you know, it was it was mm. an unbelievable season. Of course, it was. But the reason why we managed to go unbeaten is because it's a once in a lifetime um, kind of thing where you've got a squad of players. And out of your maybe 17, 18 players, you've got maybe 10, 11 of them are at their peak at the same time. And that's why that happened. You know, mm. it was we were just fortunate that those players all came together at the same time and all reached their peak in that one season together. Almost what I thought Liverpool were going to be a similar thing last year, but obviously it wasn't because they, they've tailed off. 
But that team there for that whole season, well, it's for about 18 months, wasn't it? 18 months period, yeah. They were all at their peak at the same time. You know, mm. all, all the best players, Vieira, Perez, Henri, um, Burkamp would probably pass his best, but so many of them in that squad. It was Sol Campbell, Torre, you know, they were all at their, they're all at the peak of their career. And if you mm. notice after that, they started to, to go down slowly, mm. each one of them did, because they'd reached their peak all at the same time. Mm. And yeah. You never get that very often, do you? You're very, very rare. You get a team that are all at that same stage of their career at the same time, all playing together. And that's mm. why that's right. happened. And Wenger obviously knew it, because he did say the year before he thought we could go unbeaten, because he knew that he had these great players that were about to hit their peak. Unfortunately mm. for him, he got it wrong, a year wrong, but he, he knew they were, he knew it was coming, because um, mm. he, he saw them every day. And that's what it was. Yeah. It was just unbelievable. And that, that will never happen again for that reason, because to get that many great players all at the same point in their career at the same time, at the same season, oh, is never... Very unusual. Yeah. I remember one... I don't know what game it was. We scored a goal. We all say, yeah, great. And my son was next to me. I went, Jerome, I says, remember this. You'll never see football like this again in your life. And he thought I was mad. Well, I am mad. But he understands now. I said I honestly said that to myself. That's, I've said it before. That's exactly what I said to myself this season. I'm going to pinch myself because I cannot believe that this football like, it's not going to last forever. I had to take it all in. I remember mm. saying it to myself. It's just it was just incredible to watch. And mm. one of the mm. moments of the season was um, when again another brilliant Ray Parler story when um, he told uh, Keon to get. Warmed up in on you know. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But I think yeah. that's probably my favourite Arsenal story yeah, of all time. Yeah. When he, just yeah, brilliant. brilliant. He, yeah. he stripped off all his kit to pretend he was going on, and yeah. he got finger around the throat. Yeah, that was last time. Imagine being in that in that squad with all these players. I mean, it'd just be but. But oh, alongside got Henri, Burkamp, Perez, yeah, you've also got players like Ray Parlo and, and Keown and the, the, mm. the characters that they had mm. as well. It would have been just the best dressing room, I think, ever, wouldn't it? I mean, yeah. what would it have yeah. been to be part of that? I mean, I mean, it's I'm so. Just, I just feel, honestly, I feel a little bit sad when I think about it as well because, you know, that's that sort of thing, like Ethan Rich, it's never going to happen mm. again. I, I don't, no, but that's why it's a lifetime team, isn't it? Yeah, no, but so, so don't feel sad, feel feel privileged and happy that we oh, were able yeah. to win that yeah. because we no one else is going to be I'm lucky enough to win that. We have, we have. So yeah, I'm never I, sad when I, when I look at that team. Amazing. I'm grateful, I'm grateful that I was able to. It came at the time when I was able to see it and not in the 1930s or whenever it was before, or it doesn't come in the next 50 years when I'm not here. I'm glad mm. I was around to witness that. Not just that, but that whole oh, era that we talked about tonight, pretty much the whole lot of it. I think I've been lucky enough, and Melbourne maybe more so, mm. that to, to be an Arsenal fan in the time that we've been Arsenal fans, we've been lucky and privileged and fortunate. Oh, Melbourne was there in the first as well. Those times, well, yeah, but I mean, Melbourne's experienced a lot, a lot more, but you know, we, we've all been lucky enough to have witnessed what will what will always be some of the greatest moments in the history of the club ever, and they're never going to be matched or beaten. So, the, I say the future generations, I feel a bit sorry for because I doubt they're going to experience half of what we have, and I feel a bit sorry for them that they're not going to do that because it's a shame because we know yeah. how great it is and what great experiences they've been in our lives as well, you yeah. know, and it's been amazing. And I'm just so grateful that, that you know, Arsenal wasn't a club that I was given if you like it wasn't in my family or anything so much you know it, it was a decision in a way that I kind of came to myself when I was young and I, I'm so pleased that I did 
and um, so grateful for everything that I've witnessed and on the back of that, really, for like 40 odd years. It's been fantastic. Yeah. James, what, what block were you in the East Upper? I want to know what block James was in the East Upper. He's had a season ticket in the East Upper. Tell me your block, James. I was block D. East Upper, eh? Wow. I only ever watched one game in the East Upper, Melbourne. It was a testimonial. Nigel Winterburns, it was, against Rangers. All right. Yeah, Andrew, you're saying before we go on to name, give our own opinion on who we think, in our opinion, was the greatest out of them teams. Well, you were going to say something, wasn't you? So, yeah, you were about to say something when Melvin asked him. Oh, I've forgotten now. But um, oh, okay. I'm happy to go on to that subject. I'm happy to yeah, go on to that subject. I think we'll start with the birthday man himself, Melvin. Who, out of obviously this from '71 till 2004, your top two teams. Who are, who are they and why? Well, the '71 team has got to be in there for nostalgia reasons. If we hadn't won anything for years, I know we won the first couple of years before, but I, you felt a bit closer to the club, a bit closer to the mm. players and everything. And, I, and that, for me, it was like I went to so many games that season, home and away, that I felt I felt so happy watching every game. It was so exciting. So that, for me, is what my favourite team, one of my favourite teams. And the other one, it was the one where the um, where we won one nil at Man United when. Uh, Will Todd scored the winner, that team. Because not only were we a fantastic football team, we showed we were we were gutsy. We were strong. They couldn't be they couldn't outplay us at football teams, they couldn't kick us off the pitch. They they basically had had not you know, they couldn't do it. And those are my two favourite teams. Yeah, 2002. And also, I like that away kit that you had the gold kit with a bit of blue in it and a bit of red. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it was nice. Uh, James is in the uh, chat. L. He's saying for him it's a 98 team for him. They should have gone and done more. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Brownie, who's joined us, a Cardiff fan, he's saying for him, it, no doubt, George Graham's 89 team. Uh, John in the chat says 89 was most enjoyable for him, but he thinks, in his opinion, 98, the 98 squad was better. And James also goes on to say, we should have done the double again the following year in 98 99. Gigs are shit back, as he puts it. Did what he did, but yeah, Burkett missed that penalty as well, didn't he? That cup yeah, in the final, so yeah, yeah. Oh, that was sickening. That was sickening. That was, was sickening. I felt angry. You know, I was so angry. Yeah, yeah, but Melvin, I still, I've still got to say right, and I know that the result didn't go well that night, but that's probably the greatest game I've ever been at live. To mm. just the greatest game of football. It, it was just it's unbelievable. Well. There's a replay as well. Yeah. No, I'm talking about replay. Yeah, I'm saying the replay. The yeah, replay was the best game I've ever been to. It was just, mm. um, it was two two teams at the peak of their yeah, powers on that particular season, and it was just mm. just going for it. Both teams, it was just brilliant to watch. Unbelievable atmosphere. It was just fantastic. Yeah, uh, with that, Richard, what was what are your top two? Um, for me, the, the the top one, and I know again it might be a little bit um, a little bit different to Melvin. Actually, my top team was the ninety one team. Um, for two reasons, really. One, because it was an, an evolution of the 89 team that, you know, 89 season was more like winning a cup final. You know, we had a good season, obviously, but that game, it, we won the league in a cup final. Whereas in 91, it was a whole season of just unbelievable football. And one defeat in that season, it was the core of the 89 team, just a couple of new players added to it, you know, the team and obviously in goal, in as we've said. And it just, it was a better version of the 89 team. 
And it was just so good to watch. We scored goals. We didn't concede any goals. It was just, um, I went to nearly every game that season, home and away. And maybe that, that might be why as well. It just, I just thought that that team was just unbelievable. And to go that close to, to going unbeaten as well, all them years before we finally did it, is just unbelievable. So that, that was my favourite. And it's all, all players that came through our academy as well. You know, Rowcastle, Kevin Campbell came in that season, Merson, you know. Tony, yeah, but yeah, it was just it was just fantastic time to, to, to be at Arsenal, actually. And then if I was going to pick a second team, it would be the 98 team. Just, mm. um, you know, Mark Overmars, Patrick Vieira, Dennis Bergkamp, you know, at, at his pomp. And, you know, that was that was just a great team. And that was our first Premier League title as well. And after winning the league in 91, we, we'd gone on a bit of a downward thing. And I, I was kind of getting to the stage thinking, are we ever going to win the league again? And we'd never won the Premier League. So to win the Premier League, and we actually did do it that season at Highbury by beating Everton. We did actually have to win the game to win the title, which unfortunately won. It got taken away by the TV. But that year, we had to win that game against Everton. And that, that day beating Everton 4-0 was probably my greatest experience at Highbury, just because of the whole, uh, you know, winning the league there at Highbury for the first time properly. And that was just unbelievable. And that team would just start. And to win the double as well, to be in the cup final a couple of weeks later and see us win the double, you know, I dreamt of that, you know, the 71 team, I was only two years old when that happened. Um, so I read about it a lot and it was always there, team winning the double. I never thought I'd ever see Arsenal, I never thought I'd ever see Arsenal win the league anyway, let alone be in a position to win the double. So that season would be up there as well. And it's just a shame in 91, if we could only have beaten Spurs in that semi-final and won the double that year. Been, yeah, but you know, them two, it's difficult to separate 91 and 98 for me. But yeah. that whole year, the 1990s was the best decade to live, I think, personally. You know, yeah. football in it for Arsenal was just brilliant, the amount of trophies that we won. And that, those two seasons, it's hard to separate. I'd probably go to 91 just because it had so many of my favourite Arsenal players in it, I guess. Um, but yeah, 98 was fantastic as well. I mean, I've loved them all, but you know, those, if I had to pick two, it'd be those two. Yeah. Um, and before we go into Andrew, um, quick. Before we go on to you quickly, we're going to go uh, see him in the chat yeah. saying, despite the Invincibles, he, he says he's was a uh, 98. Yeah. Uh, Mark in the chat says 91, closely followed by 98 there you as go. Well. Same as me. Same as me, Mark. Uh, John saying oh, happy yeah. birthday to Melvin. But, yep. Yeah, um, Andrew, your I'm at, your... This is the same time, literally just copy and paste everything that Richard just said <laughs> and put it online. And that, I'm really pissed off, to be honest, because that's exactly the same word for word. I couldn't put it. I know. I'm honestly. I oh, know. Honestly, yeah. But every goes. single word that Richard just said, I is is what I was going to say. Um, I couldn't mm. agree more. I I was. Um, I have to say when um, I was so mm. so disappointed. I mean, I love George Graham so. Tell Cheddar's no one cares. Tell Cheddar's no one cares about that. Tell him no one cares. <laughs> yeah. You tell it for me, sir. And, um, <laughs> sorry, Andy. and then when he left. Um, and because I, I think that that '91 winning uh, double uh, side is probably the most underrated Arsenal team, definitely. And it's just, just a, I mean, it's a brilliant team. And it's my, I went to most of the home games. That, that's when I really started going every single week because I was able to go on my own at, at that point, and you know, mum would sort of let me off the range and all that. But I went to most of the games. I really felt more of a part of it for a start. And the team, I mean, see the, um, you know, that 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 picture, I had mm. that on my wall, I would say, for at least 10 years minimum before it actually got wrecked. 
and it would have stayed there if it weren't. I love that team. I love the kits. I love everything about them. David Rowcastle is my favourite player of all time. Um, but I was when going on to the '98 one. Um, mm. When when George Graham left, I was it, it felt like I'd lost a, a family member. Like it felt like my dad died or something, and mm. I was just so disappointed. And then when we got through three in, it was just a disaster. And I was in mourning for that season. It was uh, apart from the Dennis Bergkamp signing, which is phenomenal. But then when we got Wenger, I can't I can't deny it. I was I mean I, I saw him and he wasn't anyone's first choice. Everyone was disappointed, if they're honest. Everyone was disappointed, and he didn't look the part. He looked he looked like a, you know, obviously, as everyone knows, like a professor. Didn't look like a football manager, and I thought, oh, what are we doing? And then when we got to 98, and we won, it, I just couldn't, I could not believe what I was starting to see. You know, the football, the transformation was just phenomenal from what we'd seen, you know, a couple of decades before. Hmm. And um, it was just so exciting. It was new, over Mars, I say, uh, and Elka. No one could stop them in the league. Uh, they were just lightning. Um, and the team was evolving right in front of our hmm. eyes, just phenomenally. It was just hmm. a complete turnaround. And I just couldn't believe that we won the league so quickly again, because I couldn't see it happening for maybe, you know, I, I don't know when. But I, I didn't think we were going to win the league again for years. Hmm. And it was just so exciting that we actually did it that season. The way we did it, the, mm. the way we came back and, and won that league, it was just exhilarating. Um, and that we stole it away from them. Like I said, the bookies had paid out on, on Man United and it was just such a, a beautiful, beautiful thing. So, 91 for me, because it's the era I really started to go and the team was just meant something to me so deeply. Mm. And then the 98 one, because I just never thought I'd, I'd see it again so quickly, and it was just a, a brilliant team to watch. Hmm. Well, gentlemen, thanks very much. Yeah. I've got to put my suit on now. All right. You know, happy birthday, Happy birthday, Marvin. Thanks, Richard. I'll see you tomorrow, Richard. See you, boys. See you the weekend. Yeah, see you the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Bye. Bye, bye. Uh, yeah, I guess my two again, basically, none of us have actually, and this might cause controversy in the chat as well, or people watching this back. But I haven't touched the invincibles either for the reasons I mean, you could, you could eat it. Thing, yeah. it's, not, it's not taking anything away from any other no. of those teams, any of them. No, they're all brilliant, teams. all fantastic teams. It's and so hard, so much, but it's yeah, a generational yeah. thing, and yeah. I think it's when you're what means so much to you when you started supporting mm. them and all that sort of yeah. stuff so it's nothing yeah. against any of the other oh, teams, no. it's, it? every team we've covered every tight winning team we've covered tonight certainly one onwards they're all fantastic teams they've all got fantastic players there's no doubt we've never disputed that hence why we did it or the way we've done it and broke it down in one by one but for me the 91 team and the 2002 team the 91 because literally after obviously 89 the following year the, the following season we lose again we lose at the title to liverpool we come back. We come back. He gets a few players and gets the goalkeeper he wants. Eventually, David Seaman as well. But it takes football to another level. And as we've touched, it was, I it was, it was pleasing on the eye as well. And the fact that we only lost one game that season, it was only because our captain. It's amazing. 
because our captain has been held by Her Majesty's um, people, oh. so we say, for that one game, basically. Um, but yeah, otherwise he could have been. We could have had invincibles even earlier. In, in argue, you could argue even then, the ninety-one that if they did do that, they'd that still be a better team than the actual invincibles because the ninety-one team had guts. They had something about them. They, got, they gave everything in every game. They didn't allow the pressure. And even though we we did lose that semi-final, it wasn't down to taking the opponent too too lightly. I think it was just down to poor bad luck. And in fact, Paul Gascoigne was on the other team at the time. And Paul Gascoigne, being the player that he is, was in the form of his fucking life, basically. And obviously, he, the player he is as well, was being motivated by rumours that he was being told by his own teammates that we'd already got our cup final suits ready. We weren't taking them seriously. So he used that as motivation and things like that. There's nothing down to us. We weren't... <laughs> Let's face it, though, it was an incredible goal, but... Oh, yeah, it was incredible. 99 times out of 100, that wouldn't have gone in. Oh, yeah. Nothing we could do about that. Yeah, especially the way he hits it. As you said, 90 times out of 100, that's hitting the crossbar and coming back out and getting cleared. (laughs) So it is what it is. And then 2002, I mean, the reason I say 2002, I have a sort of a, a... a sort of a soft touch with the away kick because I did really like that. But the team itself, again, had has something about after four years of not winning the league title, we got we go into that season after being nearly managed as a team he's assembled and we hit the ground running. We went uh, away from home first game of the season to Middlesbrough, one four nil. A couple of days later, we're playing Leeds at home. We lose that two one against was it ten nine men in the end? I think it was. I think Danny Mills got sent off in that game, but we yeah, we lost that. You're thinking, oh, here we go. We've got to be a lot. But then, then again, it's like no. Okay, we went, then we went on a run of games of put, running, like, not losing, and things like that. And it was just and what really rammed at home was the February to the end of the season period where we just won every game from Southampton after Southampton at home. We drew one all, I think it was, or two all. After that game, we won every single game from the mid February all the way to the end of the season, and it carried on to the following season. We, we set a record. Mm. Uh, but we broke our own record. <laughs> that, that team broke the '98 record of winning mm. winning streak, which mm. has obviously been on, gone on to be beaten recently a few times. But it was it's just fantastic, and it still had that bit of that that hardcore Tony, David Siemens, Adams, Dixon was still there, Keon was still there, passing on that that mentality, what it meant to be playing for the Arsenal to the the foreign legion, shall we say, the foreign players, mm. and. They, they 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 embraced it. These players embraced it that were coming in, and as I said, we said before, Perez. I mean, out of all them seasons that I've been around, I can't remember a player that had that sort of form, and then had the misfortune near the end. Was it his ankle? His leg got broke. And he, he couldn't. He was at the World yeah. Cup. It was so harsh, but it. But the reception he got when he got to lift that trophy from the players itself, not just the fans, but the players, to get on their knees and bow to him in the, in the, in the respectful way that they did and show their appreciation for what he did that season because he was just... He even said he said that's the best form, that's his best season in his entire career, full stop. Mm. And, yeah, it was, it was just fantastic. And, again, to get that cup, I think... Well, also, for me, when I went to 2002, because you got... We not just won the league, we, we did the double as well. And again, not the 98 team, because 98 is also, for me, that would be third. 98 team is third for me just by skin. It would, otherwise, if it weren't for 2002, 98 would be my team as well. 
but um, 2002 just because it was just great, fantastic football, fantastic players, and they they went up again. It was just up, up, everything went up again. It was just it was just fantastic. I mean, I mean, the invincible for me itself. If we're going to touch on it, not even my top four. If I'm going to be honest, and there's nothing against them. It's just that the teams above them. 91 and 2002, 98 and 89. It, them teams, them squads had a fight, a, a, something about them more than, more than just obviously going to get a title, just going to get over the line, sort of thing. Because, and that's what sort of holds it. Quickly say one thing, one, yeah. one, one, one really small thing, and that is I don't yeah. think they were bottlers, I think they were just overconfident. No, 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 they're no, so good. No, I'm not but saying they're bottlers. I'm just. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not saying yeah. it's a good thing. No, no, I'm not saying a, that. It's still a mentality flaw, but yeah, I don't yeah. think they're bottlers. No, 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 I'll never say they're bottlers. It was just, it just at, the, at that key moment. It was literally again. I mean, if you look at the opponents as well. I mean, May United, May, the May United semi-final. Apart from Henri, it was our first team. I think they rested players as well. It was just frustrating because we, compared to them at that moment in time, were fucking. Smashing it basically, and they just get a tapping pause goals. It's pissed me off that day. And then again, you'd think home advantage against Chelsea. And it, we were at the two teams, we had the European pedigree as well. At the two, so you'd expect us at home to get the job done. We got the away goal, one all, going to that second leg. Get, we weren't one up as well in that game, and then suddenly we just second half, we just fell apart. And I don't know what, why, and what, what happened. That's half time talk because for some reason, I come at a different team. And Chelsea got that early goal, and we all know what happened. But and it's not again. I'm not saying that, but it's just a thing. That also, it's because it's, sort of, it's all carried over the confidence because their heads went down a bit. And I was thinking, oh, here we go. Oh, we go because because of what happened the year before, they started that started seeping into. Henri's even said that it started seeping into their heads that maybe we're going to do it again. We're going to throw it away just when we have it in our hands. We're going to throw everything away, and then the media's going to howl them again for the second year in a row. Like they are the real. Uh, throwing away basically, and it's just but the fact that they, yeah, they did come back in that second half. It was key, and it was key saying what he said in this, that, and the other. And they did get over the line of that. It's not again, not never take it away. That that invincible season is something I'll never be done. I'm up in my lifetime, I'll never see it. I think I'll never see that again. And for me, it's even better. Why I appreciate even more the invincible, the actual league season itself is because. Chelsea throw uh, benefits comes in throws money throws money at Chelsea. They've never they've come close once. Every other season they've won a title. They've been nowhere near. Man City owned by a country can't even do it. Yeah, they, you can have your centurions. You brought your and this is the this is the thing. This is what we made me think why not do this sort of podcast because someone a Chelsea fan put out a tweet saying centurions or the invincibles. And I said the invincibles all, all day long because. That the Invincibles team was built in, over time. It wasn't just all oh, had money. It was just we we had money just through it. We we brought players on the periphery of potential world class, and we made them world class. I mean, Burkamp when we came from into Milan, he was on the cusp of being a potentially one. world class. World class. He's the only one I think, apart from maybe Mesut Ozil, that yeah. we actually bought as a world class player. Yeah. Like, in, yeah. In every other history, yeah. As yeah. Yeah, and every other player we bought in that that was a part of that invincible squad itself. We, when we brought them in, they were potential had the potential to be world class. They, they were having bad times like Henri oh, was at bad times at Juventus and things like that. 
and we we took we brought them in, put an arm around them, and took them to that next level. We made it. We built that team to be at world class. The Soul Campbells of this world and everything else. The Carlo Torres, Lens Lehman got brought into the race seaman that season. Um, Henri, when he came in, as I said, Lundberg came in as a striker, put it into a winger. Lauren, he came, he came to us as a midfielder. He was converted into a right back. In the space of 12 months, he was replacing Lee Dixon. So that's, my, that's what I say. The invincible scene is, for the media itself, they, they underestimate and underappreciate that invincible squad so much it pisses me off because, but they thought they praised Man City's top, the Man City stars in that today. But Man City, from day one, have just gone and thrown money and bought world class players. They've not gone and got players that could have potential to be world class. It's always what's the best here and now, and they've gone and got it. Whereas we had to build it, and that's why I think we 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 deserve so much more praise as a club for doing what we did and achieving what we did in an eighteen month period of the double winning team and the invincible team. But the media, being the media, don't want to do that because it's Arsenal. If it had been any other team in that circumstance, doing what we did, they'd be still getting sung, they'd, get, they'd be getting to, sung home literally 24-7, even to this day. I mean, what, we're 17 years down the line nearly, and it's still not been achieved, as I said. And I said, as I, as I say, I, I don't think I've ever seen, I'll, I'll never see a, a team in England go through a season unbeaten in my lifetime. No. But with that, I think if we're going to move on. Do it, it would have been Liverpool last last. They were yeah. the only team I thought genuinely a bit worried that they could do it because they were they were like a machine. Yeah, going into uh, that. If they can't, couldn't even yeah. do it. I don't. I, I find it no. hard to believe that it, it will ever happen. Yeah, anymore. and that. And <laughs> sorry, that uh, Liverpool team here yeah, literally. I started believing as well that they were going to do it. They were not only going to go and, and beat, it, but they were going to break the F forty nine record as well because they just looked unstoppable. Thank God. Any Watford fans out there, thank you. Thank your team for that. <laughs> we appreciate you so much. Exactly. <laughs> we beat them ourselves anyway, didn't we? So they wouldn't have gone unbeaten. Yeah. Oh, no, but yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll go to the last segment now quickly. Uh, we'll build, go through <laughs> somehow and make it, a, make it a start at 11. We'll go, what formation would it go with first? I don't know. Uh, make an 11 and a bench of the players it, they can again as we said at the top of the show it can only be the players that were in these were, that were in these title winning teams they can't be players outside of it so I'd say personally 4-3-3 maybe I think it's 4-3-3 yeah. yeah yeah I'm fine with that yeah you okay with that Richard mm. well I, I've got a team that's 4-4-2 because 4-4-2 is I was brought up on 4-4-2 and I like 4-4-2 and most of our league titles have been won with a 4-4-2. Well, we could, I'm struggling to leave people out up front. That's the only thing I'm trying to do. But no, yeah, I, 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 I can agree with you. I've, I've, I've been brutal with my up front. I've just I've been brutal because you've had to. I've yeah. had to be. You've got to get in the team so I've had to be brutal. So I have. I've been brutal. I've just binned them off. Sorry. But there you we'll go. Do, we'll, we'll do a 4-4-2 and if you have time, if you want, we can do a 4-3-3 as well. well so we can, we can, add, can do our own team as well if you want. Let's do our yeah, own can, team yeah. a collective. We can do we can do all we can do both really if you want to but yeah if you want to we, we, do, we do the collective afterwards we'll go through the team that you've done individually first um, obviously Richard he's done his homework so he can go first four four two yeah I've done, I've done my team and um, they're all apart from one I'll put one player in that I didn't personally see from the seventy one team just because I know how good he was and I, I wanted I thought it's only right that he goes in so my team of 
players that's won the league for Arsenal since 71 would be this. In goal, David Seaman. I don't think there's much argument about that from anyone. My back four, Lee Dixon at right back. The two centre-backs will be Tony Adams and Frank McClintock. And the left-back will be Ashley Cole. The four across midfield, on the right-hand side, David Rocastle. In the centre, Patrick Vieira and Paul Davis. And on the left, Mark Overmars. And then the two up front, and this obviously was the hardest choice. I've left out so many of my favourite players. But if I had to pick a two, I've gone with Thierry Henry and the player who won two golden boots, Alan Smith. And that's my 11 of title winning. That's my title winning team. And I've had to leave out loads of players. I know that. So, you know, people like Ian Wright and uh, Robert Pires, Paul Merson, Bergkamp, Petit are all on the bench. Um, Nigel Winterburn as well at left back, Freddie Lundberg. Um, but yeah, I, I couldn't fit them all in. But I think that's got a good balance, that team. And I think that if they're all at their peak playing together, that team would win the league now. Yeah. Um, Actually, I, I know what I know what formation Andrew? I'm going to do. Yeah, go on, I'm Andrew. going to do a 4-2-3-1. To, to this is that, and that's to commemorate the upcoming title win under Arteta in the next couple <laughs> of years. I'm going to go the back five of Seaman, Dixon, Adams, Bold, Winterburn, because that's the best back four. Well, I say back five. The country has ever seen, let alone Arsenal. And I, I don't think there's any doubt about that. That's the best defence. It, uh, you know, it's going to go somewhere. So, and that's not all the best players, but I think that's a, it's the best defence overall, the way they all work together. The two in front of them will be Vieira and Paul Davis. Paul Davis, again, we've, we've said this word so often, so underrated. He would be one of the best defenders in Europe. It, sorry, he'd be one of the best midfielders in Europe now if he Brilliant. was to play in his prime. Yeah, Brilliant. Um, absolutely fantastic. The three would be Rocastle on the right. Um, this is a tough one. Perez mm. on the left. And I'll put Dennis uh, Bergkamp as the number 10 in the middle of the three. Mm-hmm. And up front, got to, again, you know, it, it's got to be in right for me. Um, mm-hmm. As the one, the spearhead of the attack, he was just absolute joy to watch. Uh, I know he's not. Um, I mean, I know he's, he, you've got. You can't. How can he leave out Thierry Henry? What a player! But again, mm-hmm. it's about feelings at the time mm-hmm. and how much I absolutely adored Ian Wright. He was from my area. I mean, I grew up around the same area. Uh, his school he were the biggest rivals of my school, you know, for football. Uh, him and him and David Brocastle, you know, they were, they were literally, you know, in my uh, area of South East London. And mm. it's just the attachment and the way that he... he the difference is, right, he... Absolutely adored playing for that club. You know, mm. he when he pulled that shirt on, he would do anything to win that football match. And he absolutely loved having that shirt on his back. He, he was grateful for it. And I think it might have been him. I don't know if I said this on your show last time, Rich. Uh, and I might be wrong here. 
But someone said every week that I pulled on that shirt, I played my lot, but yeah, played my heart out to make sure I made the scene mm. next week for the next match. Yeah, yeah. And I think yeah. it might be Ian Wright, but but again, I might be wrong when I say that. But that's the way he played anyway. Definitely, that's the, mm. the value that he had. And uh, yeah, I've got to go with him. Yeah, um, I've gone for my team. I've got obviously Seaman in goal. Childhood, childhood hero, bias or not. I mean, all the goalkeepers, all goalkeepers in every team were fantastic. Let's be honest. But Seaman for me, he's my goalkeeper for most of my life growing up. So that goes into it as well. And I've gone for a back four of Dixon, Adams, Frank McClintock, Ashley Cole. Let's be honest, Ashley Cole. Putting aside what he did and yeah. what happened. In, in, in 06 he came through he came through the academy he came through our academy yeah. he's an Arsenal fan no matter what even though he doesn't act like it now and we made him that world class player he was a winger we converted him to left back he became we made him a world class left back before he'd even left yeah he was established on the world level <laughs> yeah actually Carl was a brilliant player but, brilliant. but also we got we got to say obviously uh, Winterburn would be in there otherwise yeah or I win it with number two left back. Yeah. Two, yeah. And then I've gone formation wise, I've gone a world base bit really. But if I go with Overmars and Perez on the wings, Vieira in the middle, uh, with Charlie George and then Burkamp and Ian, Ian Wright. And that, yeah, again, that's Henri out of the equation, but at the same time, Burkamp, with Burkamp, he's just had. He's a bit like we've seen with Udegaard. The vision he had, Burkamp, for, for for what he did and the assist. I mean, watching the assist back and especially what was it, the, the goal that um, Vieira scores in, the, in the, that invincible season. He hits it. He had a habit of doing it as well, noticed. Hitting the, hitting the ball outside of his foot and making it look effortless. I mean, there was another assist in the double winning season where the ball's come to him in a literally deft touch, boom, one literally as it's touched his foot, it's just n- nothing else. It hits his foot, but it's all set up perfect for Perez. And he just hits it, curls it against away to the, away against Ascalon against Bolton. Um, and Ian Wright. I mean, Ian Wright's another reason why I love Arsenal because again, the enthusiasm he had for the fan base and the fan base had for him. He loved the club from the minute he walked through the door to the minute he left. The fact that literally we win the double in '98 after waiting all them years and then gets told. It's time to move on. You're getting on a bit now. And Elka's coming through. He's your replacement. We can't get. We can't go into your time. You're going off to West Ham. And he was in, again. He was in tears of it. And, and also yeah. adding to the equation of right as well. The reason he wanted to come to Arsenal as well and play for Arsenal, just, not just because we were winning at the time. It was, there's a positive vibe going around Arsenal. His best mate was there, Rocky. Was again uh-huh. another another honourable mention we've got to mention as well, Rocky Rocastle. Well, he makes he makes my team every time, but that's personal mm. feelings again. But not that. Uh, in fair, in fairness, I, I I would say the same. Like I said about Paul Davis, I think he would get into any team in Europe now. Mm. His type of player is I, I can't think of anyone that's just you know got the pace, the power, the skill, the technical mm. ability, the desire to win, the mental you know the uh, mm. way he is, the mental strength. Um, he looks like a yeah, like a quiet boy mm. type, of, like the face. But he was—I tell you what—he no one will push him off the ball. Uh, he was no. tough as an opener. 
But mm. he, he was just had everything. He'd be a hundred mm. million pound player in this day. Mm. So, he, I mean, the fact that I've named him, he is very much a, a, a bias. However, I still mm. think he's got a, a very good shout of being in mm. there anyway mm. on merit. Yeah. Um, I mean, Mark in the chat is also saying as well, he's, he's 11 would be Seaman Dixon, Adams, Cole, uh, Campbell, Rocky Rowcastle, Vieira, Bergkamp, Charlie George, Wright, Overmars. Got no balance, that team, though. It's got great players, but it's not got any balance. They'd never win the league, that team, because it hasn't got the right balance. I'm sorry. It's a good team, but it's just, it's got no, the midfield's got no defensive qualities about it at all, really, has it? Mm. You know, apart from Vieira. Vieira just get exposed in that team, wouldn't they? Unfortunately. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, uh, James. James so players to choose from, trying to squeeze them in, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. you could make five, couldn't you? And yeah, you, 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 yeah, yeah. So you better. I yeah, say, you could, I would have had Cole in if it's an all-time eleven because he was the best mm. left back in the world mm. at that point. But the reason I put them hit uh, Winterburn in because of the collective. That collective back yeah. four was so strong. Yeah. Still throw Ashley Cole at left back in any back four, and he would be still the yeah. best left back ever. So yeah, I know I he's a cunt, man. For that reason, I know. <laughs> love this, but he's a cunt, Cole is just oh, a better I can't uh, deny the fact that he was a, an exceptional player, but um, yeah, just just shake mm. it for me, Winterburn. However, however, ask me in two years' time, I'll mm. probably put Tierney in there. Ricky, he's going to be that good. We need, to win the league first. we need to win the league yeah. first. Yeah, we'll do. Next yeah. couple of years. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll come back. We'll come back. Add that to the equation. He's going to leave with him. He's going to get bored. <laughs> 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 uh, John, John in the chat as well saying, Brady should be in the all-time 11. Again, he would be a normal yeah, cycle. Brady would be. But again, like uh, Andrew said in the chat, and as we did say earlier on the show, we were discussing doing this, it had to be players that had won a title, a league title of Arsenal. And sadly, yeah. even though the quality player that he was, he weren't part of a league title winning team. The only, the only times I saw Liam Brady play live was when he played against Arsenal for West Ham because, unfortunately, <laughs> I just missed him. I started going to Arsenal the year after he left. So I only saw him play against Arsenal a couple of times for West Ham. He's got, I think he's got a goal against us one game I was at, which I actually was quite happy about to see, even though we lost. I was quite pleased to see Brady... <laughs> Play against us and score, but anyway, that's a mm. different sort of great play. Even then, he must have been well in his thirties by then. He was still a great player, yeah. so I can only imagine what how great he must have been to have seen him play in the seventies when he was at his best. I mean, yeah. I, I remember seeing the cup finals on <clears> telly in the seventies. He was great, but yeah, yeah, sorry, James in the chat as well saying there was a compilation of Berkham's assists on Twitter, not just his Arsenal, but entire career sort of thing for country and all that. Oh, that's the greatest player I've ever seen. Yeah, but and on Twitter the other day, some of the some of, some of it is filth. What he does to defenders yeah. and certain players, yeah, it was. Yeah. He just there's one clip I, I keep saying every now every, every, whenever these people do like complicate complications video, complications videos, it's literally this one clip where he gets the ball picked up by get by Leverkusen. At high when he gets the ball, he goes in, out, in, out, and then just outside of his again outside of his foot, so boom, over the top, Lundberg goal. Yeah, no, he was. Burkamp was an unbelievable player, probably the, the the technically best player I've ever seen play for Arsenal, definitely. Mm. But yeah. with just with a four-four-two formation and having, mm. I wanted to get Alan Smith in because I feel as though with two golden boots in two title-winning seasons, he deserves to be in there. Um, mm. and I, I, I don't think Burkham and Smith would have worked that well as a partnership because I think Smith needs a little bit more pace around him. That's why I put Henri with him because I just feel they mm. would have worked with that. But I mean, yeah. Burkamp is just a phenomenal player. Um, 
But anyway, we got we're lucky that we got the choice to pick leave, leaving out having to leave out so many great players. If we pick an eleven, it's just ridiculous. You could pretty much pick three elevens of Arsenal players that's won the league title and had three, but still be three of the greatest teams ever to play football, wouldn't they? I reckon I could. Yeah, I reckon I could do that easy. Yeah, yeah, you could easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The world of podcasts. I mean, we Pascal Fiegan and Igor Stepanov. I mean, got five groups. Maybe Shaban. Yeah, right. Mm. <laughs> won a title medal as well, so he can be included. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, don't get me started on Jamie Carragher. He has no football knowledge. Just be honest. He just says he's good at clicks and the views. The only podcast is saying G- Jack Carragher said Jesus's flick was better than Burkamp. Burkamp one. It depends what Jesus no is on about. It's not about Jesus Christ. <laughs> but he, um... well, yeah, J- Jesus Christ probably did as much, you know, magical things as Dennis Burkamp. Probably it'd be quite close yeah. though. It'd be quite it's close. close though. I don't think I think Burkamp will still shade it. He might do, yeah, but it would be close though. Mm. Yeah, um yeah, Patrick Chelsea's has gone one up and uh finding Verno scored. Everybody wins at Anfield though. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's common knowledge, isn't it? It's just it's easy yeah, now. Everybody Yeah, we'll we'll go there next season we'll win there. That's fine. No, we won't. <laughs> Everybody else wins it except we're the next team to lose it at the start of next season. Oh dear. You watch we actually will get the start of the season as well. You watch. We always, do, we always play them early in the season, don't we? Oh dear, get fed up with it. But yeah. Fun. I mean again, I mean Do you want to do a collective? My manager. My manager, <laughs> by the way, would be George Graham. Yeah. Yeah, George Graham would be my manager, yeah, because he was he was the manager who in all the big games, apart from one I can think of, or actually two I can think of, but other than that, in all the big games, he got his tactics right every single time. Um and <laughs> he's the only Arsenal manager I've seen do that. Oh dear. Uh, Dennis Burkamp, that Dennis Burkamp nailed his crosses all the time. Yeah. Mm. That's yeah. the difference. Yeah. And by the way, the, apparently the goal's been disallowed by VAR. <laughs> but yeah, James and Burkett was better than Jesus Cross. He was never nailed on the cross by the Roman defend by Roman defenders. Yeah, but yeah, like you said, he, he was, he was phenomenal. Crossing, shooting, everything. I mean, I remember that last. He's not. I think it was basically his last ever proper goal, competitive wise, was against West Brom at Highbury, and what yeah. was called Dennis, what the fans say called Dennis Burkham Day. Yeah, and literally he gets the ball fed into him. I think he did a buoy. He just takes it, take, brings it in, looks up, and then goes, just yeah. pom- plumbs it in, curls it in, and past Thomas Kuzak. Yeah. We, brilliant goal. So, a brilliant player, wasn't he? Brilliant, yeah. brilliant. Yeah, That's so... I've seen him play for Arsenal for so long. Yeah. All of games he played for Arsenal, and every single one of them, he was brilliant. Well, not all of them, but... I remember, what, was, what was it? I think, was it the, was it the number one in season where he got that hat-trick away to Leicester? Yeah. yeah it was the, That's the best hat in the Premier League. Yeah, and, Nick, well, and also, yeah. Ever. And still to this day, he's the only player to be named first, second and third in a, in a uh, gold, 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 gold a month competition. Yeah. I remember that. He's But every every one of them goals were absolutely quality. And I think it was the Dadrick goal where he's literally just... He's missed yeah. it because the way he celebrates is like, whoops, I didn't mean to do that. Have you listened to the Handbrake <laughs> Off podcast? Uh, the, the, the latest Handbrake Off podcast. I think it came out mm. yesterday. I was, going, it, I was going to listen to it tonight. Big thing about Bergkamp. But mm. he scored that goal against uh, Leicester. And then that summer, 
that's when he did the goal uh, against, in the World Cup semi final. World Cup against um, Argentina, yeah, against Argentina, yeah. And it was just one oh, yeah. of the most brilliant moments. Um, obviously, Amy hmm. uh, Lawrence, the way she does, is, you know, she explains things hmm. so beautifully, didn't she? And uh, hmm. the way she, she said it, you know, that was our player. And now, hmm. you know, I, he basically put his hands over his face, scoring that goal against Argentina. Hmm. And that was his, basically, that was just giving him that private moment just to realise what he's just done and giving that just a split second of privacy before he got mobbed by all his teammates and everything. And she goes, I almost cried for him, alongside mm. him, you know, for what he just mm. did. And then, oh, I thought the same. I was so proud about him as well, you know, scoring that goal. And that's our player. Mm. Uh, a few months before, mm. he's done it in our shirt as well. And um, yeah, just a class yeah. above anyone else, really. Well, I've, I've always uh, said... Yeah, I've always said, sorry, outside of um, Arsenal goals, that goal against Argentina was my, is my favourite goal to ever watch because yeah. the fact that the, the ball, because where the, where the ball was, when it was played to him, like, just over the other side of the halfway line, pinged from, I think, mean, De Bure, just pinged it over to him and he just a touch, he just brings it down, boom, and it, one touch brings it and then the second touch is just hitting it in a way, it bends it away from the goalkeeper and then the celebration, obviously, in front of his own fans, that goal as well. And yeah. you could tell how much it meant to him as well, but the goal, but the fact he just went, okay, bring it down, bang. Didn't even think, didn't even have to yeah. look or anything. He's just like, okay, cool, bang. And um, James Johnson has just put in the chat about the if you watch it with the Dutch commentary on, it's fantastic. Oh yeah, Dennis Berger, Dennis Berger. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 They played it on the the handbrake um, off podcast. Yeah. Brilliant. I've seen, I've, yeah, I've seen that. Fantastic. Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that quite a few times. And heard it. Yeah, the. the there's backup, there's backup, there's backup, and it goes off. And it's the best commentary ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's Fantastic. Yeah. 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 Uh, oh, my days. Uh, yeah, apparently, yeah, what was it? Mark was saying in the chat about the offside goal. Werner was offside because his arm was further out than Robertson's foot by about 50 yards from the oh, goal. So when you score a goal with your arm, it's going to count that in, is it? If that's an apparently, advantage. Apparently, according to VAR and the people that run it, we well, not the VAR. Not, it's not the VAR. It's not the VAR. Goals. It's the people that run it. Oh dear, the way things are going, I wouldn't be surprised. Well, anyway. Joke it is. Football's become a joke. See, we've just gone back on all these great memories of all you know, great great days of football, and now you, you get stuff like VAR yeah. going on. Just kill it. It's killed it. It's killed it. Football's dead. Football is dead, and it's just ridiculous. Yeah. I hate yeah. it. I absolutely hate it. Yeah, I mean, uh, um, James also said they are, they asked the commentator and he went, I forgot, I had to be impartial and just got caught up in a moment. Yeah. About the, obviously, oh, about... Uh, how can we <laughs> not? How can we not? Seriously, oh, uh, you know, if you're that nationality, yeah. I mean, you're going to lose your shit, aren't you? To be fair. Yeah, definitely. And with that, I think we've, before anything else, because this is the whole point of this, is brighten people's moods and re roll back the years and relive them glory days and, so it's just have a bit of a bit of a laugh and have a bit of fun and all that. And obviously Melvin's birthday sort of adds into the equation as well. Sort of that was nice as well. But yeah, we're gonna wrap things up now because obviously Andrew, you've got you're got you're being I'm called. Needed, yeah. You're yeah, you're being I'm called. Exactly, I've got to get myself some rest because tomorrow is uh injection day for me oh, the first. Really? Yeah. Gotta be done apparently. So yeah. And then 
come back on Saturday, do the watch on at stupid o'clock, yeah. Because apparently we can't, we can't even on the, when we don't have play midweek football, we've got to have an early kickoff apparently. Mm. But yeah, don't we on the Saturday? Yeah, I'll probably wrap things up actually. That's one quick thing. Apparently, UEFA have changed the thick, because Tottenham and Arsenal are drawn on the same side of the draw, as in both ties would be away yeah. at the yeah. same time, yeah. and the other. And for some reason, instead of changing, because we're the cup, we're cup holders, initially the rule isn't apparently should be we should be getting the, the away, the home no, tie no. first. That's a reward for Arsenal, it's a reward for <laughs> Arsenal because it's been, no, no, it is. In all seriousness, UEFA say that their cup winners uh, take precedence over the qualifying for uh, in but the league position. Fucks, so it's it supposed it. to benefit Arsenal, but it's not. It, well, it it's, 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 playing at home in the second leg is supposed to be more an advantage. In that, isn't it? It? In that, in that yeah, sense, yeah. But also, got Northland because we've got Northland and yeah. Derby in between it. That's the that's the gripe that we're having. We're like, hang on. Oh. You've, you've helped no, them. Yeah, no longer have oh, to we'll, travel. We'll beat them anyway. We don't need excuses. We'll beat them anyway. We'll beat oh, them five nil. Should can get a lot of them. Should do. Should be the optimum word. But um, yeah, as I said, we're going to wrap things up. But that really that really pissed me off. Just because yeah, the North London derby bit. Because it gives it sort of gives them that they don't have to travel. Like we had to travel from Athens to Leicester. Was back, and that was hence why the changes and all that. And now we've got to fucking travel from again Athens to back to London again for North London Derby. We're used to it now, aren't we? We're used to it now, so we'll be fine. Oh, and we've yeah. been doing it as well, unless they were at home on the first. Yes. So oh, I think it's, the stars have aligned in our favour. We're going to absolutely hammer Spurs. It's going to be funny. I hope so because literally, apart from this, apart from this weekend has gone. They have been piss poor. Let's be honest. Burnley don't turn up against the top teams anyway. So as a win, there we've got we've got them this week, and that's a win. Touchwood. But yeah, you know, I've enjoyed that. Again, it was all the whole point of it was to have a laugh all about the years and stop not not be reminded of what we're having to witness now. And hopefully give us some optimism that it can be done again. It can be brought back even in these days of money, money, money and all that. And yeah, big shout out to Melvin. Again, happy birthday to him. Hope he has a rest of his birthday, really good birthday basically, with his family and all that. And we'll see him again on Saturday for the watch along. Um Andrew, where could people find you? And your social media is on uh, actually a YouTube channel. Yeah, give us a, a subscribe on the From Dial Square to Wear YouTube channel. Um, got shows every Wednesday uh, on that, but really, really enjoyed tonight. It's been, been really good fun. Thanks for inviting hmm. me on. Um, get the YouTube, uh, the, sorry, the podcast as well uh, on Spotify and uh, Apple Podcasts and all the other major podcast platforms. So you don't get a chance to hmm. watch on YouTube. And please uh, subscribe via your favourite hmm. podcast platform. And then what? Twitter is at from Square. So follow. Yeah. And um, no problem. And again, hope to get you back on again soon. But I know obviously we've just got to work around everything. That's no problem there. Uh, Richard, what about yourself? Where's your channel? Where can people find you on social media as well? Yeah, my channel's over and over and over again. Um, it's on Twitter. It's at over and Arsenal. Um, I, my personal Twitter is um, at Greenwich B as well. I've got a show tomorrow. I've got a couple of Burnley fans coming on actually to preview the Burnley game on Saturday. And I do, I'm doing a watch along on all the usual stuff as well. I've got the yeah. show as well on Saturday. So, yeah, loads coming up on the channel. Um, so, yeah, please nip over and subscribe if you haven't done so. So, yeah, but uh, this was a great show tonight. I really enjoyed yeah. it. Great mm. to look back on some great memories. And I say we've, we've been fortunate, haven't we, over the years to have experienced what we've managed to be lucky enough to experience. So 
whatever mm. happens in the future, it'd be great to see Arsenal win the league again and have a great mm. team like that again. But ultimately, um, what what I've experienced and what we've all experienced has been will never ever be repeated anyway. So mm. if it ever happens again for me, I, I can live with it because I've mm. uh, I've seen so many great moments from Arsenal. But it's more for the younger generation. I want to see him for so that they can experience some of the things that we did mm. in the past. And, you know, for my son and stuff like that, you know, he's only seen us win the FA Cup and that's it. It'd be nice to see if he could see us win the league again one day, but he'll probably end up my age before we do anyway. <laughs> well, my, my, my brother's the same. He was literally, what, he was born in 99, so he wasn't old enough to witness uh, 2002 or 2004, really, because he was, he was doing his own thing. He wasn't old enough to really sit down and appreciate what was going on around him and all that. Which you can understand, obviously, at that age, it is what it is. But obviously, over yeah. the years gone by, you, you, you learn these things, you research it, and all that. Like I've always done when I was when I was growing up, research the stuff that happened before and this, that, and the other. But as you said, it's nothing beats actually physically as witnessing it and being part of something in itself, in the moment itself. Yeah. And we've and all four of us, including Melvin, we've all been we throughout our lifetime have had them moments. We have been part of them. We and it, like I said. Yeah. It'll just be nice for the next generation, yeah. this, this, this younger yeah. generation, to see where we're coming from and things, and while we're so ambitious and while we want to be back to where we yeah. were. I hope it's not. I hope it's not something they can just they just experience through through videos or through reading mm. about yeah. and stuff. They can actually physically experience it as well because nothing can beat it, can it? You know, seeing your team win the league in particular, you know, winning a cup final is great, but mm. seeing your team win the league over thirty eight games. No, nothing can top that, I don't think. Nothing at all, because that's, you know, that's what football's about, isn't it? You play your league games week in, week out, and if you're the best team at the end of the season, you win that, lift that trophy up. There's mm. nothing to beat that at all. And I say we've been lucky to see us, see our club win it a few times, and some fans will never get to see their club ever win it. And, you know, that's mm. they take their joy from elsewhere, don't they? Other things that are big to that, to that particular club. Like, I mean, imagine being a Spurs fan. Can you imagine that? One <laughs> 61, never again. That's all I'm saying. What <laughs> <laughs> life and misery they've had. I almost feel sorry for them, but I don't because you can't. But I almost feel sorry for them. But anyway, uh, the worldly podcast is saying, I haven't yeah, seen, again, like, yeah, haven't seen, <laughs> hasn't seen his team win the title. I've seen Arsenal win the title since because he was born after the last one. Yeah. Well, yeah. my my son, my son was born in two thousand and three, so obviously he um, he was he was a baby in that invincible season, and obviously we've not won it since, so he's never seen it either. So I'd be nice to see it. I mean, you know, he's mm. eighteen this year, and he's still never seen us win the league. <laughs> yeah, you know, well, but it, it took me till I was twenty one till I got to see us win the league. So yeah. you know, I was six days old, so technically, remember it. So actually, remember oh, no. the yeah. first time. With it, so it'd be nice yeah. to have it can happen for him before he's 21. But time's running out for that now, and I can't see yeah. it in the next three years. But anyway, we never, we never, we never gone, yeah. we've never gone in our history more than 18 years without winning the league. That's and true, next year, oh, years of existence. <laughs> no, well, since the first since, one, since we first won it, since we first won the league title, yeah, but you yeah. know what. Yeah, exactly. That, that would be a bit, sort of bittersweet. And it sort of touched on what I sort of touched on with Kevin Campbell last season when I was at him on a couple of times. And I was saying that sort of the comparisons between George Graham when George Graham took over and this, that, and the other. It would, it would, it would sort of be a full circle, bittersweet moment in the sense of, yeah, we've had this shit season domestically. We have had these shit performances, the shit results, and all that. But you know what? 
the second season to do then do especially nowadays with all the money that Man City have and they're just fucking walking the league for us to then, even, if, even if we go to the toe of them and push them all away next season you know I'll snap your hand off but we need to take, we need to go out and get rid of the, get rid of the rest of the deadwood that isn't good enough for this squad in the summer bring in some quality players I think we've been today I've seen a report where we actually are interested in Lamptey we just haven't formally put a bid in or approached them or anything and literally you know what we've gone okay these are the players we want Lamptey's one of them but we're going to wait till the summer because they want to see if Brighton go, oh, he's gone. No problem there because he's obviously running up, running eight. I've got that things up. But yeah, basically, we want to see if Brighton stay up or stay down before we make an approach because obviously yeah. they could make, because if they stay up, obviously they'll be like, if we're going in now, we're like, well, we want like 50 plus million for him then, basically, because of the opinion of the it's helping us out, basically. Whereas if they go down, that price will be a lot lower. You're, you're looking at you're looking at the sort of price that they're asking, but you see, no, it's asked for Max Ammons, if not less. Mm. So they're doing it smartly, but it's, yeah. it's nice to hear that, the, that Edu and Arteta are planning that far in advance. And they've got apparently, including Lamptey, five other players lined up to go and approach this summer. And hope, but it's all about recruitment. Again, Adams has always said, we'll never get back to um, competing at, at this moment in time unless we sort of recruitment out and recruit the, the right players, not just anyone, but the right players to the system and it, right. to be fair since our tech has come in the players he's the players that have come in either via loan or we've brought in permanently have all fitted to the system that he sort of wants to build about build build on yeah so maybe because yeah as you said add a bit more to that and as you said add more depth in and you never you never know stranger things are happening in fact unless someone in the league a few years back <laughs> Out of yeah, nowhere. so you never know. Season before, so you never know, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, you never know. It is what it is. If it happens, it happens. You know what? I'll just take us competing again at that start of it, build ourselves back into contention for being title winners. Yeah. If we can, yeah. if we can, if in the next two, three years we win a league title, I'll snap your hands off now. Put it that way. Yeah. I'll, it'll be that. Be, I'll be that happy because I haven't, again, I'm 31 going on 32 and I've not seen my team win a title since I was 14, five days before my 15th birthday when we last lifted the title. Wow. That's how long it's been <laughs> in my entire 20s. It has my, been a long time, but, it, you know, maybe every, the way I look at it is every year is a year closer to the next one. It's just when that's going to yeah. be, whether it's yeah, going to be my lifetime again or not, I don't know. I hope yeah. so. But, well, I hope so, yeah. Like you said, I hope so. But, yeah. I've been lucky enough to experience a lot of good moments, so I can't really grumble too much, I suppose. Well, exactly, but it's just, it'd be nice to see it again and be a part of something nice, going forward yeah. and all that. It's just not being a me, me table, me jocket and all that, but you never know. I mean, these previous teams we touched on tonight have proved it can be done over time and time again, so you never, again, and you never know. So, but yeah, with that and all that things up, if you're new to the channel, you've come across this, you've liked what we've done tonight, and you go come across all the other content. Do smash the like button. Do do subscribe as well, obviously, and share the content around and channel around with everyone you know. Um, yeah, I'm also going to be trying tonight to get this set up on audio, so I can get the so people who don't want to watch us but you want to listen to us instead, get that set up so you can do that on the via other platforms and all that. And once I do, definitely get that set up. You guys will definitely know because I'll, I'll put it in a community post. I'll put it on Twitter. And let everyone know that. But basically, like, this will be the first, hopefully, the first podcast going audio. Hopefully, Touchwood. Um, and yeah, your next time you'll see me then is Saturday fucking morning at half eleven. Yay! Early oh, one. Nice and early again. 
that's like last week. But this time, unlike last last Sunday, it was a, I was in person in Charlie from Charlie's Angels apparently. We literally just a silhouette of me. You actually see me, see my face and everything this week. <laughs> no, because 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 it was only kickoff. I was having it's Sunday. I have a like, Sunday lunch and all that. So I was literally going back and forth and literally just before serving up dinner, the game would go live. So I literally had to set this all up downstairs. I'm literally not going up downstairs, this that never running back and forward. Um so yeah, the entire match, I'm just a silhouette and it's basically what was it, Joel saying, You're Charlie from Charlie's Angels, basically. <laughs> all you need is a red light flashing and you're you're there you're there to you're good to go, basically. Oh, oh god, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But I was also saying to Joel as well, um, I think it was on Instagram, he's really showing our age, really. His last two watch songs we've done, it's, he's referred to Total Recall, the original film, and now Charlie's Angels. He's really showing our age. We've shown our age tonight, haven't we, with all the games we've been remembering? So. Yeah, exactly. Uh, should decide the best arse or captain of all time. Um, do you want to do that quick before you wrap things up? Well, sorry, Tony Adams, that's it. Yeah. Well, my I can't really I can't really go against that. My channel. <laughs> I mean, there are probably others in history that you know Frank McClintock probably got a shout. Yeah, yeah. um, and maybe back in the thirties, there was you know Eddie Hackgood was a good captain for Arsenal back in the day, and a, and a few others, I suppose, Alec mm. James and stuff. But yeah, I mean, it's got to be Tony Adams, though, it's sure. Yeah, yeah um, Chelsea Chelsea have gone up one up for real now, apparently. And then we John's gone for the sack. I want to draw that game, really. But anyway, I suppose... I that, they probably will. I think it's been... Apparently, from what I can make out, it's been not, it hasn't been a very entertaining game. I haven't watched it or anything, but... No. You never know. Draw would be it, nice. It, it would be, but you, never, yeah. but you know, as I said, hopefully this will be the first audio. Once I've got it all up and running, as I said, it'll be on my social media platforms. I'll be announcing it. I'll be announcing it here in the community chat on, on my channel as well for you guys. But again, like you said, like I said, sorry, um, for anyone that doesn't like, hasn't got the time to watch, but want to listen to it back, you've got the hope, hope you have that option touch wood if it all works, comes out working. Oh dear. And yeah, as I said, see you Saturday, half 11 with myself and the Vic and the usual suspects, Melvin and the gang. Uh, hopefully, we can continue this winning streak actually, going for another three points, going and then going to the Olympiacos first leg with a bit of confidence, a bit more confidence, so we say, because we are obviously confident, yeah. but a bit more confidence and see if people can. Nice, definitely be nice. Two away with Premier League in a row, that'd be good. Unusual to do that, yeah, exactly. Yeah, especially Burnley. Burnley, if I can make it usually make it hard for us, but this season, I've noticed this season against the top teams, home or away, they don't turn up. They just go, okay, no problem. There you go, there's a goal. They did beat us though, anyway. That was that we did have 10 men, I suppose, and we were playing terrible at that point. It was, yeah, it was only when, yeah, it was only when we had the 10 men and they sort of came out themselves and went for the game. It's literally up to that until Jacka did what he did, yeah, it's still. We were literally up to that point, get that start to turn the pressure on them and actually go for the goal ourselves. And then he does that and he's like, went the other way, like, you fucker. But uh, you yeah. can argue, technically, if he hadn't got something off that, that doesn't happen. But you never, yeah, we'll never know, I suppose. But yeah, yeah. Get our revenge on Saturday and uh, win the game and keep uh, keep moving up the league a little bit because that top six yeah. is he's getting a little bit further away now with the results tonight. So we need to well, keep winning. Well, if we obviously uh, with Liverpool lose, was it Liverpool losing? If we then win on the weekend, because it's their game in hand, isn't it? Yeah. So what? We're six points off from then, as it stands. If you win on the other kickoff, we're then three points off from there to win their game and this, that, and the other. There's a pressure spot on them. Yeah, we still got but, to catch up to do, don't we? So oh, we still, yeah, we still got to take over Tottenham and Villa yeah. first. 
Yeah, I mean, if we can win, we win on Saturday, Tottenham don't win, then we beat them, we'll go above them, won't we? So that'll be nice. Well, we'll, not we'll go above them, we've got a bit of a, bit of a gap, a bit of a gap between them then. So they can't yeah. keep, because that sort of pissed me off as well. Literally, as we finish our game, they kick off, and in two minutes later, they're fucking above us again. It's like, for fuck's sake. Yeah. And we was above them for about five minutes, weren't we? Yeah. Well. It's like, yay, damn it. Bernie, you had one job. Yeah. Oh, dear. Anyway. But yeah, you know what, um, Richard, you got your show tomorrow, as you said, with two Burnley fans and Melvin as well. Yeah, that's how many players have you found for this one? <laughs> well, there's about 10 actually that I found. Yeah. Um, there's about 10, so yeah. um, that, uh, we, we went through some of them last time, but I found a couple mm. more. So I might just do the couple more that I found because that would be good. Mm. But yeah, so it's, it's going to be a good show actually. Yeah, we'll look at the game yeah. as well. A few memories of, of past meetings. Uh, there's not been that many in recent years, I suppose. They're more of a recent Premier League team, aren't they? But yeah, uh, there's some good games that's gone on between us over the years. Um, yeah, that'd be good. That's a good eight o'clock. No, seven o'clock tomorrow. Day, seven o'clock, and then yeah. obviously they're watching along on Saturday, which is going to yeah. be hopefully good. But an early start, and just yeah, yeah. nice. Like one week we don't have to play midweek, but got playing only kick off like that for fucks. Why couldn't they just put us a like three o'clock for once? I don't think we've had a, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think we've actually had a three o'clock kickoff this season on a Saturday. Not for ages. We, well, I think we probably have. I can't remember off the top of my head. We must have done. We must have had one. Actually, back, I don't think actually. we have. Because no. we, we had early kickoff the first thing. We had the first game of the season, the early kickoff. Yeah, it was early, the, yeah. The following week was a late kickoff. <laughs> we've even, we've yeah. had early or the dates. Actually, yeah, we have. We've, I've had We've never had a three o'clock kickoff this season, but everyone else has, I think. I think. I don't think we have. Actually, you're probably right. I don't think we have. But yeah. Mm. Uh, Legend of Chat and Richard Channel, what his preview match show? Brilliant. Yeah. Is that the yeah, Shane? Well, he's, he's a sub to one, both our channels. Yeah. Yeah, no, Shane's a good lad. He's, he's always in the yeah. chat. Yeah. yeah. So you're supporting the well, channel. The, oh, you, you, um, yeah. you're, always, you're always watching as, the show, which is great. Yeah. As I found out recently, we are. Me and you are two of the five lucky people to have him subscribe to our channels, basically, and podcasts or whatever. We, again, he's, I think because he, he said a few times, basically, he likes what we do because we have no agendas and not like other channels and the, all yeah. the characters and all that malarkey. No, no, yeah. he's always in the chat on my show quite a lot of times. Yeah. Uh, really appreciate yeah. the support, Shane. It's, it's always good. Yeah, show definitely. Hopefully you'll yeah. enjoy it tomorrow as well and um, and the other ones that I'm doing as well and obviously what's going on on this channel as well. So, yeah, it's good that, you yeah. know, that you're enjoying it. That's the main thing. Yeah, that's the main thing. Don't, yeah, especially when you got, as I said, you know, that incident of, uh, not, was it last week with uh, fucking Claude having to go at uh, Craig yeah, and the same at Arsenal and all that malarkey. And because I did... Because I did... Because I put a tweet... Because I put a tweet of basically saying I didn't agree with what he, how he went about things. He then started taking digs at me and my channel. I was like, "Well, thanks for was it thanks for the late night shows. They really helped my my uh, dementia, no, not dementia, um, insomnia, insomnia. Basically, that was it. Insomnia. I was like, don't have fucking forces you to watch it, mate.' <laughs> I know, yeah. You get comments, the I've comments, like, I've had comments like people saying, oh, I, I don't know, I don't know what, why anybody watches him.' And I said, "Well, you just have to have made a comment, yeah. you know what I mean?'" Mm. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think he's subscribed to your channel. I believe. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Shane, confirm, please confirm. Either way, if if, if not, there's the channel's name. Go and find it now on YouTube. Or actually, before before I actually sign out, I'll get the link for you there. One sec. Because you did a, you did a 
show last night, didn't you? I couldn't, yeah, I, I think I, I, yeah. he was in the chat on that show. I think he must have subscribed because he was in. I'm sure yeah. he was in the chat last night on the show. With yeah, you. that was a good show actually. Because I yeah, because I was I couldn't come on because obviously I was in the members thing with uh, Arsenal and all that. Yeah, oh, Graham Rick's on in the end, but hopefully he's coming on again soon. But it was a good show anyway. We had a laugh and all that, which is good. What it's all about, it. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Got to find it now. Here we go. I'm going to go to the link quickly. Back, back. The only thing this is going to be the audio as well. So people watching it, listening to this, don't have a clue what we're on about now. What I'm doing? No. Oh dear. It is what it is, though. Uh, there we go. And there we go. It's now in the. It's now there in the chat as well. Yeah. So give that. Uh, give yeah. that a, uh, a subscribe as well. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Yeah. yeah, Joe was in the chat last night. Yeah. Uh, so on, on Andrew's channel, it was good. Yeah. yeah. Good. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah, know, I thought it was. I knew he was watching. Yeah. I knew he's in the chat last yeah. night. So I had a feeling so, he probably. So six. There's six of us. There's six of us lucky people that have Shane. So that's, that likes our content. That likes what we do. So you know what? And again, it's a. I don't. I do it for the people that like Shane and obviously um, yourself, Andrew, John, Mark, and it, um, Steve and Warren and all that, and everyone else that comes in. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. If they, if they didn't, if I weren't doing, if we weren't doing a good job with what we do, they wouldn't come back regularly on a regular basis. They'll just come. I'll come across one, yeah, yeah and sub and go away. The fact they come back that, that says it all. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, I, I, you get, you get the same people coming in the chats every show, so that shows that they're enjoying what you're doing, and that's exactly. what it's all about, isn't it? It's nice to, um, to get good feedback on what because I, I think sometimes some people don't realise that the work that goes into doing shows like mm. this, because you've got to prepare for it. Um, mm. and, you know, sometimes you know you're on the air for two hours, or whatever it is. It's it's quite a, it's, it's a, it's a big job, isn't it? You know, and I think mm. it's. People maybe don't always realise, you know, even if you put a 10-minute, 15-minute video out, the preparation that goes into that mm. sometimes is a couple of hours worth of work. And people maybe mm. don't realise that because they just see the, the video. And it's good when you get support from people that watch them and, you know. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's good stuff. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. No problem, Andy. You, I've always had, I've always supported, I always support, yeah, I've always have for the whole, since since day one, basically, yeah, you're a good friend of mine. There's another reason why there's another positive for doing these things. I've come across like yourself, Andrew, and all that, and Melvin, and built yeah. these friendships that you wouldn't have normally yeah. done, especially in the yeah. especially in the last twelve months. We've had, we couldn't even go to games anyway to meet beat you yeah. face to face and things like that. No, it's been that has been the best thing about all of this actually, and you know the little YouTube community, if you like, that we've that we've got, we've discovered um, over the last, like you said, year or so, has been fantastic, hasn't it? It's mm. helped get through a difficult time i think and you know mm. it's it's not quite made up for not going to games but it's been the next best thing hasn't it you know um in a way because we can still enjoy the games together and we can do stuff together and it's made up for it a little bit really yeah definitely i think with that we will wrap it up we will go now thank you again absolutely appreciate yeah. it. again massive shout out to everyone in the chat and obviously melvin and andrew as well Again, if you listen, hopefully it does work. You're listening to this back. You hope you enjoy it as well. And yeah, come over to the channel itself, YouTube, the Mister Arsenal podcast, and obviously whatever platforms this is, this gets, does get put on on the on the audio side of things. Do give us a follow on there as well. 
and spread the word. And yeah, until then, until Saturday, enjoy your rest of the evening, enjoy, enjoy tomorrow, and we'll see you nice and early. No matter where you are in the world, it'll be nice and early. I feel, feel sorry for Gary because obviously he's got to be up even earlier than us. Yeah, but, commitment, know. but you know what? It's commitment. But until then, guys, as always, up the Arsenal. Come on, you gunners. Come on, you gunners. <laughs>